Hello and welcome to our super secret bonus episode. I'm Cap, you might know me as Agent Ari Green on Shrimp and Crits. We've got something a little bit different for you today, just in time for April Fool's Day. Before our show ever made its Southern Pride premiere, we played many a practice game to learn how Monster of the Week system works. This particular game was recorded almost exactly a year ago today, and it's a little bit different than what you might be used to. I will be your keeper throughout this episode, which means I'll be running the game and filling Ian's big and rather intimidating narrative shoes. Our regular cast is here with one notable change. Ian, Katie, and Ryan will be playing themselves. I don't think we mentioned in the episode, but the three of them have chosen playbooks to make them a little more suited for monster hunting. Ian has chosen the Initiate, Ryan is playing the Chosen, and Katie has gone with the Monstrous. Before we get into it, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. The fact that you're taking time out of your day really means the most to us, and we can't thank you enough. You'll notice a slight difference in the sound quality in this episode because it was a year and two mics ago for me. So don't worry, it's not an issue with your headphones or speakers. And with that, let's get into the episode. The sun is setting over the church of St. Monticella. An amber reflection of that fading star reflects off the church's brass bell hanging high in its two-story tower, casting a golden glow over the community garden across the road. Today's last bell rings out, signifying the end of day and the call to parents to come and retrieve their kids from St. Monticella's summer classes. Today, that final bell is overshadowed by an unearthly scream, loud and emanating from near the bell tower. A young girl bursts from the front door of the church, tears streaming down her face, looking behind her as she runs through the front lot and across the road. A shadow lurches out of the bell tower, down the roof of the workshop attached to the church's side and onto the front lot. Thump, thump, thump. The sound gets louder as it gains ground against the girl. A screech of tires and another cry for help as a car nearly collides with her. A man steps out of the driver's seat, yelling profanities in her direction, but is quickly cut short as the shadowed mask barrels into the passenger side of the car, knocking him onto the pavement. Root vegetables crunch and crack under the girl's untied converse as she makes her way through the fence of the community garden. Tripping on a large head of cauliflower, she lands hard on her back, looking up at the field of tall corn blocking out what's left of the setting sun. Knowing the beast is gaining on her, she pushes through her fear, throwing herself into the winding maze of corn. Once the thumping behind her quiets, she stops, out of breath but quickly covering her mouth in an attempt at silence. Just when the air around her begins to calm, a guttural, steady hiss from behind makes her turn slowly. Her last breath erupts in a scream as milky gray eyes shine from the dirt below. The beast pounces at her, silencing all as the sun finally sets beneath the horizon. Welcome. Um, I, could, I can't hear you at all. Can you say that one more time? God damn it. It's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Spoopy. I only have one job tonight, and that's to be dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan's just not going to go. Mm-hmm, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I. You guys just this quarantine. This quarantine has taught me one thing, and yeah, that's to stay I indoors. We're not supposed to. I, I don't think we're supposed to go. I think we immediately see um, Ian driving 
in your Civic, which has the loud tag and is sputtering down the highway. It needs some work. As you make your way to the Stroud's house. What is um, your organization's name, Ian? I'm a part of the Order of the Broken Rhythm. They're an organization that was founded to hunt down monsters and other paranormal creatures who have made their way into the music industry. Mm-hmm. And I have recently started working with them. They've been teaching me about all of the paranormal things in the world. So I think this is kind of a uh, prove yourself mission for you. You're being sent actually to Griffin, but you're going to stop by and see your friends the Stroud since it's been a while. Yeah, I probably text Ryan to text me his address because I d- never write it down, even though I go there <laughs> almost day, every time I go to Someday you're going to save that. I had to save it in my phone, but it took many times. And then eventually I pull up in the driveway. Uh, You head to the door. um, No sign of life inside. I'll give it a good knock at the door. God, they're going. (laughs) Katie answers the door, um, finally stopping barking. You hear it? Oh, there it is. That one was real. That's very good. It started. Katie, are you always in a certain form? What is your uh, appearance? I think I'm I'm just regular old Katie right now. Regular old Katie. Mm-hmm. Hey, Katie. Hi, Ian. How are you? This is fun. Friend you. simulator. I would obviously hug him. Give give you a big old hug right back. Uh, we do our <laughs> secret handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Hugging sounds so good. do you ian do you have something you have to roll at the beginning uh yes i'll go ahead and do that i suppose oh my god you don't have to grab my dice Uh uh-huh uh-huh who's a keeper luckily i've got my tackle box full of dice and figures (laughs) nice you need two of them let me get the big ones i'm playing ryan today so i'm rolling my pirate dice because you are a pirate okay i rolled a four That's good. What does that tell us? That means my sect will ask me to do something bad. Bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I fail a mission or refuse an order, I'll be in trouble. Oh, that's great. Let's see. So I think they want you to investigate whatever is taking children. There is a rash of children missing in Griffin, Georgia. And you are being sent here and you need to keep it under wraps. No matter what. So I need to investigate what is taking the children and keep it under wraps at all costs. At all costs, yes. No witnesses, so to speak. All right. Which I believe you're already breaking that by bringing your friends, but that's fine. (laughs) I'm sure they'll tell you. They'll stay quiet. So you know you need to go to a church. It seems to be where these kidnappings are taking place near and around this church in Griffin, St. Monticella's. Okay, cool. They gave me the name of the church mm-hmm. and that it's in Griffin, Georgia. Let's say they even gave you the map quest printout because it's 1998. Awesome. Now, am I responsible for getting Ryan and Katie involved or they, will they be involved in their own? Like, or am I, am I stopping by on my way there or am I stopping by to tell them about it and get them to help me? I've got an idea. Tell me. <clears throat> I mean, Griffin's just right down 75. We're heading down to Disney tomorrow anyway, so... Perfect. You know, we could stop get yeah, lunch. Not an hour. Oh, cool. That sounds that sounds good. I'm on a 
I'm on a job right now, but you guys are welcome to come down and have lunch with me. That'd be fun. Yeah, that sounds sweet. That's perfect. Uh, so are you going to stay the night or are you guys just going to head out from from here? Well, you can crash and do some karaoke. <laughs> I've got a... Uh... I got some wings in the oven. That sounds good. I, it's been a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> so you all spend your evening uh, resting, swapping stories. Uh, you tell them a little bit about your order, I'm wondering. Are your new friends, Ian? Yeah, I tell them... Um, You're in a new band? <laughs> yeah, I tell them I'm <laughs> with a new music group. I, I don't know that I would divulge right away mm-hmm. the... Uh, the mystical part of it. Ryan, have you been up to anything lately that you're going to tell Ian about, Katie? I planted six new gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So you all uh, spend your evening singing karaoke, drinking, and bright and early first thing, you pack up the car and head south towards Griffin. Is there anything you want to do in the car? You were about to say something, Ian? I think that night after I have gone to whatever couch I'm crashing on after Ryan and Katie. Oh, we have a guest room now. No, you're good. You're not sleeping on a couch. Oh, duh. You're not sleeping on a couch. <laughs> I'm in the guest <laughs> room. There's AC up here. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the guest room, then, I'm going to roll my um, my fortunes move, which allows me to take holds to kind of see the future throughout the mystery so i'm gonna roll that if that's okay yeah please all right that's a nine which is a mixed success i had the picture of my phone do you want to read it for me the sect has ancient prophecies or divination techniques to predict the future once per mystery you may use them if you look at what the future holds roll plus weird uh, I rolled on on nine, so I get a hold one. I can use that hold to have a useful object ready, be somewhere I am needed just in time, take plus one forward or give plus one forward, or retroactively warn someone about an attack so that it does not happen. That's awesome. So, yeah, you get one hold on that. So you all uh, head off in the morning. Is, does anyone else have any start of the mission roles? Mm-mm. I'm, the only, I'm the only disruptive hunter. No. Oh wait, yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry, I am not. I am not the. Mon- I am not the monsters. You got to give me a sec. I've been. I've been learning this game and playing this one character. So no, it's okay. Give me uh, a minute to sweat. Yeah, Destiny's plaything at the beginning of each mystery roll plus weird to see what is revealed about your immediate future. This is going to be good. My weird is a minus one, so I don't feel like I ever really have good news. That's great. That is a six minus one, so that's a five. Mm. On a miss, something bad is going to happen to you. <laughs> and you get a vision of that? Um, Keeper will reveal... Or something bad's going to happen to you. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just it, it, it just says, on a miss, something bad is going to happen to you. A fax comes in and just says, something bad is going to happen to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so you see, you have a dream that night. Or you see yourself just almost being buried alive. You're deep underground, it's cold, it's dark, and you are just stuck there. That's not different from any other night. Exactly. I get sleep paralysis a lot. This is just... (laughs) You wake up just completely wrapped in your blanket. Normal normal day for me. (laughs) So we're going to head off towards Griffin, Georgia in the Civic. The sputtery, sputtery Civic. You have... um, do you have a giant weapon, Ryan, that you're bringing with you to Disney World? Yeah, you know, well, you, you never know. <laughs> I mean, it's true. 
I I always kind you know with what with uh, all the all the the gator attacks in Disney here. <laughs> oh my Ooh, gosh, God. that's horrible. It's better to have it not need it than need it not have it, right? I lean back and I I actually like press a button and a compartment that has more space in it than it seems like it could pops out and I say, oh, you can just throw that in there so it's not in your lap the whole time. So we're riding together. Yep. <laughs> Are you going to drive us to Disney World? I mean, he's going. Hey, okay, yeah, that's why I came to Atlanta. We'll check this out, and then we'll get him into Disney. It's fine. Oh, yeah, we're all going to Disney. Okay, that's great. That makes way like more that. sense. Hey, there's a there's an Arby's right off of 19. Oh, my God. If that's what y'all want to do. I mean, it's in Griffin. Stop it. <laughs> we could certainly do better than Arby's, man. Come on, let's do yeah. Zaxby's at least. Oh, there's a Zaxby's right across the street. <laughs> I've I've got I've got this expressway pulled out. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I hate it. This is, a, this is I'm playing Ryan Stroud. This is what Ryan Stroud does. Just so oh yeah, on these exits we've got all this over here. There's also a Wise Guy Wings. I'm down to check that out. Or El Charo Mexican restaurant. Oh my god! Can I sit in the shotgun? Because I get car sick really easily. How good Ryan's yeah, no in problem. the back in this game too. That's good. I, I, I'm, I'm going to sit in the front. I'm going to kind of I'm going to hang my my head out the window cuz I don't want to get <laughs> not panting like a dog, just slightly. This is very good imagery in my head of Katie just hanging your window out the whole time. I've ridden in cars with Ian. It's uh yeah, she's uh she's feeling she's feeling I weird. rode I rode an Ian convertible and I thought that I was going to die. Jesus. <laughs> I remember this. Uh, yeah, so you all spent a very uneasy like 45 minutes getting into Griffin with Ian's driving. <laughs> <laughs> My driving is much better now than it was <laughs> back then. <laughs> you, you all take note of this. Uh, plus one for, for driving since you've gotten so much better. <laughs> Um, so listen, guys, I just need to check out this church real quick. No big deal right after lunch. It shouldn't take more than a little while. I hope you guys brought your switches and you can play Animal Crossing in the car. Fuck yeah. Well, conveniently, we have one and she's been playing it for the two hour <laughs> drive that it's taken to get here. So it's your turn. It's fine. I've gotten back onto uh, Plants vs. Zombies. So I'm... <laughs> I'm chilling over uh, here. Actually, if we're going to a church, it's probably either a gym or a stop. So I'm about to Pokemon it up. <laughs> As you guys That's are amazing. getting closer, Katie, your head's out the window and you just pick up the smell of fresh fruits and vegetables. And you can actually see up ahead in this intersection, there is a fruit stand with just fresh peaches and like peanuts and carrots and there's just a uh, older woman standing behind it as you guys head up to this crossroads just about to the church. You're a little under a mile away. Oh, actually, guys, there's a really highly rated uh, barbecue off this exit, too. Should we <laughs> should we stop and be rather healthy since we're about to eat some real bad food at Disney World? That sounds good to me. I mean, barbecue is pretty healthy. <laughs> so you guys are pulling off into the, uh, onto yeah, the side uh, of the road here? Then that way we can decide where we're supposed to eat. You guys uh, stand out. Um, you see like a 65 plus year old woman 
she kind of has long draped clothing and these large like diamond shaped sunglasses and she's just sitting by the fruit stand she sees you coming and kind of stands up and uh kind of jostles some of the baskets straightening them well hello there welcome most people i see around here they they're local y'all don't look local obviously not with all of our tattoos and <laughs> ryan she, she like lifts up one of her drape sleeves and oh. has like a full sleeve Dope. <laughs> <laughs> i'll give her a high five for that cool old lady status uh you go for a high five and she puts out a fist and it's kind of an awkward moment but <laughs> oh my god you collide you collide hands for sure you're not going to find peaches like this up north, not in the suburbs. I love peaches. Mm. I'll take. I, I'll immediately buy a peach and start eating it, my, just like a like an apple. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like as big as like a Vidalia onion. It's a it's a honker. Mm. Amazing. These, Perfectly these round, flowing down your cheeks. <laughs> just every bite is just like gushing out when you bite it. Oh. Stop. It. Oh. <laughs> We'll buy a handful of peaches. Yeah, she uh, grabs a paper bag and fills them up. She gives you two extra. Ooh. Have you been to uh, Have you been to McGinn's Barbecue? We're not from this area, but uh, I see it's highly rated. I just want to, when we travel, I like to check out new barbecue. Uh, you can see her tattoos are, like, very vegetable-oriented on her arm. Oh, they're um, all pigs and barbecue. <laughs> I, I thought she was about to pull up a McGinn's barbecue. I've been to McGinn's barbecue. She's got a tattoo of a big fat pig, but it says around it in ribbons, meat is murder, yeah. dairy is rape. It's a pig that looks like Morrissey, and it says meat is murder. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, I haven't, but they do source some some of our local vegetables from the community garden. Oh, I'm sold. Nice. Farm to table. Look at that. Um, miss, do you mind if I ask you do, you, do you know anything about any missing children around here? Yeah, a few have gone, gone missing around the church recently. Uh, people are starting to get real worried, not coming by. Lots of people blaming Pastor Cotton. Hmm, Pastor Cotton. Um... Have they found any of the missing kids? How I mean, how many people? How many people have gone missing? That's the real bizarre part. They're not finding any evidence. The kids just there one moment and gone the next. It's 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 been two or three now. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope no one you know has been affected. Just little Miffy was the last one. Miffy Maddox. She's 13. There's posters up now all over town. Her parents live here in town. She lives with her aunt. She's not around much. Uh, she spends a lot of time at the church. Lots of kids do around here. Okay, well, thank you for talking to me. I hope you take care. You're welcome. Here, take a take a carrot. They're good for your eyes. Ooh, thank you very much. <laughs> so, are we sold on this barbecue place or what? <laughs> I mean, they don't have brisket, but... Have you just been looking at their menu this whole time? <laughs> I, yes, yes, I have. And I tell you what, right now, there's nothing I want more in my life than fucking barbecue. <laughs> this isn't Texas. So that's that's Texas barbecue. Yeah, every, every barbecue should at least do basic brisket. <laughs> you don't want bad brisket. Are we heading towards the church or are we going to get barbecue? Well, we gotta eat. You can't find children on empty stomachs. Always Arby's. That's, it. that's what they always say. You guys gonna get some uh, beef and cheddars? Ryan's vote is Arby's or barbecue. 
barbecue it is. <laughs> I'm not eating at Arby's. <laughs> Even fictionally, I will not eat at Arby's. No, I am not an Arby's fan. I'm just trying to work on a sponsorship here. <laughs> it's from this random barbecue joint in Griffin, Georgia. No, Arby's. from Arby's. <laughs> mm. Mm. I, I don't want Arby's dirty money. Wow, <laughs> that on the record. This episode brought to you by Arby's. Spend an hour or two getting barbecue, uh, having some cold beers outside with lunch. It's a little past noon now, probably nearing one o'clock. You guys can actually hear, since you're pretty close by, at one o'clock, you hear a bell tower chiming off on the hour. It's pretty loud. You can hear it through the town. Oh, shit. Yeah, guys, I got to check out that church before we head out of town. (laughs) That bell Um, reminds me. (laughs) Wiping barbecue sauce off your face. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, shit. Ah, dip. Man, can we get a box? Oh, my God. I want you to spend this whole mystery holding a box of... (laughs) (laughs) So as you guys make your way up the road to this church, I'll show you this picture. Okay, so we have the road in the middle. We have a church with a bell tower and a shed attached to it. There's a parking lot by the church, and across there is a community garden that backs up to a acre of corn. Cool. Does this make sense? Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. Is that the same community garden that um, the cool roadside lady got her vegetables from and fruits? It is to be implied. Cool. Uh, the only other building you can really see from here is a little bit down from the church. There is a small house. I pull up in the parking lot next to the church. So you guys pull up. Um, it's probably about one fifteen in the afternoon. You see a few cars in the parking lot, but no one is outside the church. Cool. I will just say, like, hey, guys, I got like, I got to go do this. I'll be right back. All right. And I'm going to go into the church. So just character wise, is it safe to assume that Ryan is the only one that knows that I can turn into my dog? <laughs> Probably, unless you've told me, yeah. So can we, can I shapeshift into Rue right now and Ryan can walk me? And then Ian, (laughs) if he sees us, Ryan can just be like, oh, Katie's in the bathroom. We brought Rue because, you know, dogs are welcome at Disney hotels now. So are they? Yeah. That's wild. Um, (laughs) So do you have three forms? You have Katie form, Corgi form and a horrible werebeast. <laughs> That's the mix between those two. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, no, I, well. I th- yeah, I think you took shapeshifter. Or is yeah, your monster right. form just a regular corgi? I was going to say, this is going to be a really bad game if your monster form is just our half blind, very small dog. <laughs> well, it's like uh, vampires can transform yeah. into bats and yeah. wolves. I could turn into a very big form of her if I wanted to. I'm just wondering. That's totally okay with me if you can turn into just a regular corgi. I want to turn into an ankle biter because that's what she is. (laughs) That's fine with me. All right. As you start to, you change your form in the car. Mm -hmm. And Um, then Ryan (laughs) Ryan has to help me out of the car because my legs are too short. (laughs) So you're starting to change form in the car in the back seat. This is fucked up in so many ways I can't even express to you. (laughs) You're in the passenger seat, so you start to change form, and you hear just a scuffle outside your door, and you turn to see there's just, like, maybe an 8- to 10-year-old boy with curly black hair just standing, kind of staring at the door, and when you turn and see him, he just runs towards the back of the church. Not not like not like afraid. He's not like screaming or anything. He just lock eyes and he just runs. Did this kid lock eyes with a corgi or me? 
You kind of, after you transform, you put your paws up on the passenger side window to see what that noise was, and you see this boy just run off towards the back. Ian, uh, you get up to the front door. There's like a small step up to the front doors, and you're standing outside. You can hear people inside. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I'll push the door open and go inside. Okay, so uh, you open the doors. There's kind of a loud creak, and a few people look your way up in the front, kind of on the stage behind the podium, is a, a middle-aged man. He's pretty much bald and kind of sweaty. You see a maybe 17- or 18-year-old boy in there, um, bushy brown hair, just kind of unremarkable, and a 8-year-old, 8- to 10-year-old boy with dirty blonde hair. You see the three of them in there. They're just kind of having a conversation, and I'll stop um, and look at you when you come in, and the, uh, the middle-aged man starts walking your way. Um, I'll go up and meet the middle-aged man and say, um, hey, are you Pastor Cotton? I, I am. What brings you to St. Monticello's? Um, I am just doing a little investigative journalism about this, um, about these disappearances I've been hearing about. Are you another one of those internet journalists coming to smear my name? I'm not trying to smear your name. I just want to get to the bottom of this or at least help is there anything you can tell me about the disappearances too many people are coming around here just with bad ideas about pastors and young kids these days i i haven't done anything wrong you can you can ask my partner he, he's he's at our house next door I, I i haven't done anything i don't know what's happening to the children they're here one moment and gone the next is it true that a lot of the children the last place they were seen was here at your church here at the church, or Miffy was last seen uh, running across the street. Yeah, poor Miffy. I just hope we can find them. I mean, this is just awful that this has been happening. You're, you're welcome to look around. Uh, there's still a bit of glass out on the road from the accident the other night. Okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, kind of while, I, while I'm talking to him, I kind of want to look around and see if I notice anything out of the ordinary, uh, if you don't mind me rolling. No, yeah, please investigate a mystery. All right, I rolled a five, which is plus nothing. Wonderful. So you can either use a luck or mark an experience. I will mark experience. So if you investigate a mystery and on a miss, let's see. On a miss, you reveal some information to the monster or whoever you are talking to. The keeper might ask some questions, which you must answer. So... You start to, your eyes start to move around the room as you're speaking to Pastor Cotton, and he kind of looks you up and down. Do you have any uh, sort of identification or anything? You're looking a little wild, Ad. Oh, um, no, no, uh, no ID. I mean, I've got my driver's license, but like I said, I'm just a, I'm just a hobbyist. I'm not with anyone. Well, you might want to tread carefully around here. Lots of people are looking for a scapegoat for these kidnappings. I appreciate that. He kind of gestures to the older boy. Peter, come here. Uh, show Mr. Uh, what was your name again? Uh, Ian. Ian Malden. Uh, show Mr. Ian around if he needs any help. Give him a hand. Okay, Peter? Uh, you see this kid kind of push his bushy brown hair out from his eyes and look at you. Do you need any help? He's wearing a hat that has the uh, church's logo stitched on it. Uh, yeah, Peter, if you don't mind just showing me around. I'd, a pa pastor said there was some glass out on the road. If you know any other kind of places where something might have happened, I would appreciate that. Yeah, uh, Miffy was here for a small group the night she went missing. Um, lots of kids wander off sometimes. Lots of kids like to play in the bell tower. When, when the bell rings, it kind of shakes everything. 
almost like when uh, you jump in an elevator at the right time. It just kind of gives you a weird feeling. Lots of kids like to hang out in there. I bust them smoking dope sometimes, but they're all good kids. Uh, he shows you kind of points to the back. There's a door that leads up to the bell tower. It's about three stories up and he'll walk you outside where you see uh, Ryan and Rue start to step out of the car. He points towards a shed on the side of the bell tower. That's where we uh, keep all the tools for the garden. And then he points across the street towards the garden. Uh, says, Miss Lola, she runs the garden. She's not here right now. She's probably at the fruit stand. But you're welcome to go over there. Uh, if you want to take something, you can. Just try not to take too much, okay? Oh, Miss Lola. Yeah, I met I met her. She's she's very nice. Yeah, she, uh, she runs that garden like a professional. We're lucky to have her. Come get me if you need anything. I'll be right inside. We have a... A real small, small group today. Lots of parents don't want their kids coming around here with everything going on. Thanks, Pete. I appreciate your help, man. Yeah, anytime, Ian. Uh, thanks for thanks for looking into this. Uh, Ryan and Katie, you guys are stepping out of the car, seeing Ian talking to this uh, teenager. Is there anything you want to do? Yeah, Ian didn't see us bring Rue. <laughs> yeah, no. I know that. That's a thing. <laughs> That is an interesting, fun... What if we hit her in, like, the suitcase and then you just broke her out? <laughs> yeah, you brought a giant knife on a stick and your dog. <laughs> just one of them. <laughs> Why not? Just one of them. She's, she's the well-behaved one, other than the barking, okay? Where did Katie go? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I am standing in a very weird place, like, awkwardly spaced <laughs> to the church. Because it is, in fact, a gym, but I have to stand, like, very close to this corner of the church to be able to hit the gym. He's referring to Pokemon mm. Go. Pokemon oh, Go. I understand. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're having a hard time getting signal. There is a church Wi-Fi, but it's it's password protected. <laughs> so I see Ian. Yeah, what's up? Can you, uh, you don't have an idea what their Wi-Fi password is, do you? <laughs> no, I mean, I can ask next time I see him, but... I just, I only need 50 more coins to be able to buy the 450, you know, celebratory box. Well, since Ryan's doing that, I am going to walk up to Ian and do that Rue thing where I pawed his leg. Oh, hey, Rue. I, I didn't realize you guys brought your dog. How'd you sneak Rue on the co- in the car? Oh, no, dude. <laughs> That compartment is is very, very deep. I've been down and uh, give Rue some pets. I start walking. I'm dragging the leash because Ryan's dropped it because he's too focused on Pokemon Go. And where are you headed? If I live in a world where I know you're my dog, I'm not walking you on a leash. That's a good point. Where are you headed? I would head towards the garden. Okay, so Ian, you see this corgi walking towards a street. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely pick up the leash. Ryan's Uh, not paying attention. Uh, Katie, are you trying to go without your leash being grabbed by Ian? Are you trying to run to get away from him? What is it? I was trying to get Ian to grab the leash because okay, okay. my husband also, will walk his also, dog. She put, she put the leash in this situation because <laughs> I was already in the mindset there's absolutely no chance in hell if I know that this dog <laughs> is my wife that I'm walking her on a leash. I'm playing <laughs> Pokemon and she knows how to not get hit by a car. <laughs> sure, 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 we, sure. Have to, we have to put up appearances because Ian doesn't know. I don't know why you turned into Rue, so... (laughs) I think it's Rue, so I grab the leash to make sure Rue doesn't die walking across the road. (laughs) 
And she's she's just kind of pulling towards uh, the center of the road, pulling towards the garden across the street. Yeah, I think I was planning on checking out the bell tower first, but I I'll, since Rue's guiding me this way, I'll just be like, all right, I'll, I'll go check out the garden. Awesome. So you guys are at the edge of the road now. Um, do you know that there's, I guess, a mystery location in the road? Or you could go across to the garden, whichever you want to do first. I know you talked about checking out the broken glass. Yeah, on the way to the garden, yeah, I'll, I'll check out the glass and see if there's anything up with that. Okay, so it's kind of uh, in the middle of the road. So you can go ahead and investigate a mystery if you want, just kind of watching both ways for oncoming traffic. It's, it's a quiet road, so you should be okay. Yeah, I, take, <laughs> I, I shorten the leash as much as I can, even if I just have to bunch a bunch of it up just to make sure Rue doesn't get too far. Um, but yeah, I'll roll. I'll investigate. All right, a 10 this time. Wonderful. So you get to hold two. What happened here? You can see um, there are some tire marks on the road as you get closer walking up to this glass. Uh, it looks as if a car stopped suddenly. So there's a kind of a short tire, four short tire tracks. But the strange thing is that it looks like they shifted to the side at the end. So there's a short set of tire tracks and then a shift to the left that shift to the left you can see that's kind of where the broken glass has sprayed uh so you imagine something stopped short here and then was hit hard enough to break glass let's see i'm also going to say where did it go where did it go being the car or trying to get the gist of whatever happened here where where did the action end up or like where did like, did the car leave, or did the where did the girl go? You know, just just like depends on what happened, I guess. Okay, um, so there's no sign that the car stayed here long. Um, there are some leftover bits from what you think might be an EMT came and like uh, field dressed a wound on somebody. Um, there is a bit of drying blood pointing out where the glass is pointing towards the uh, community garden. But all signs seem to lead towards the garden. Um, other than that, um, you can tell the direction of the blow of what happened to the car. But other than that, it just kind of points towards the garden. Was the blow towards the church or away from the church? Away from the church towards the garden. Cool. Yeah. So it was hit. The car, you think, was hit on the side of the church and pushed towards the garden. Hmm. There's no other no other track marks like from another vehicle or anything. Cool. So in shapeshifter form, I have superior smell can i okay smell the blood and investigate it yeah you can roll uh investigate a mystery that's a 10 a 10 okay so you can hold two what happened here what sort of creature is it what can it do what can hurt it where did it go what was it going to do and what is being concealed here um what sort of creature is it because i want to see if the blood was a creature or a human okay so um you start sniffing around in you see rue start sniffing the uh broken glass pieces and the dried blood you know the blood is most likely of a human um You've smelled human blood before, and you think it's probably from the driver of this vehicle. What is strange is you pick up a smell of maybe an animal of some sort, and on the other side of where the glass is, you find a patch of hair on the ground. Hmm. Some sort of animal hair. It's it's coarse and just like dark gray or brown. You can't really tell. I'm going to bark. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> uh, you also get a, you get another question, too. You get another um, hold. I think what happened here. So you, using your sense of smell, 
can pick up that there were two distinct humans here um, and something you don't know, some sort of smelly, dirty animal. You think there was an altercation of sorts and a chase leading towards the community garden. I'm a, I'm a kind of pull on the leash towards the garden. <laughs> I pick up the animal hair and I just say like, well, Rue, I think you might be onto something here. And I go into the garden after pocketing the patch of hair. I'm fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Call me Scooby-Roo. <laughs> Ian's bringing my dog into murder <laughs> into, into murder world. Yeah, I'm not even sure you notice it. You're busy trying to... Uh, oh, no, I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely busy trying to... Uh, this was a blue gym, and it was full of goddamn dragonites. I'm just like, God damn it. All right. <laughs> They have so much health. I love it. Let's see. Who do I want to play with? Uh, so you guys are heading through the uh, picket fence. There's a small gate that you can open up. Rue's kind of leading you into this garden. There's a whole bunch of root be- vegetables as soon as you come in. A lot of, like, potatoes and carrots, things like that. There's some big heads of cauliflower. Um, and then just a vast acre of corn on the back wall. Um, is there anybody else in the garden? No, you... Um, up against the door, you see a pair of gloves and a uh, small trowel, but there's no one currently in the garden. Just FYI, I changed my gear to a big knife instead of the sword. Because <laughs> if I'm just a corgi, a big knife would Jesus be, Christ. I guess, easier. <laughs> Do you hold it in your mouth? Yeah. Are you are you currently holding a big knife and Ian's just no, like oh, this is fine? No, I'm just saying. It's just, I guess it's in the car. It's in the car. I mean, at least I can't fly. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Not yet. Rue will learn it soon. I'm going to sniff around on the ground. I would like to investigate the vegetables here because Rue does that to our own garden. <laughs> okay. Um, Ian, you can do the same thing or you can help Rue if you want. That's what I'll do. I'll help out. I rolled and it wasn't great. So What is it? It's a seven. Okay. Well, that's a that's a hold one. But let's see. I can help out to the tune of plus two, but it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it would still get no, you a yeah. hold one. So I think uh, the way I've usually seen it done is you decide to use the help action after a failed roll. That makes oh, sense. I see. Okay. Because otherwise there's no point because sometimes you can't help out. Right. Katie, you get a uh, hold one on investigative mysteries. You guys enter into this garden. These cauliflower, are you, you're a regular corgi. So these, some of these cauliflower bushes are like as big as you are. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of, you know, thinking like finding tracks, but if I'm short, I don't know if I can see very well. Well, I'm also half blind, so I can't see very well anyway. (laughs) It's a very good point. What is being concealed here? After a little while of sniffing around these vegetables, Ian, you're starting to get tired of following Rue around. She kind of digs up a carrot from the ground. Just you're standing there for a moment as she uses her front paws to dig out this carrot, and she nibbles on it for a second and then just walks towards the cauliflower, just leaving this kind of half-eaten carrot out. Bitch just can't stay out of the garden. (laughs) You see her butt start to wiggle and her nose crinkle. She kind of lifts this big leaf of one of these cauliflower heads and underneath you see a converse, a shoe just beneath this cauliflower. Uh, It it looks to be a children's size. Well, let's see going away from the church. 
is there anything on the other side? Is it just a cornfield, right? Yeah, you are. It's a community garden with like an acre of corn behind it, and it's it's about as tall, if not taller, than you are. All right, I will. Um, what color? You said it's a red converse. Uh, let's say purple. Purple, maybe with some sequins on it. Ooh. Yeah, I think I don't really know much about police protocol or anything like that. So I think I'd just take the converse. I probably shouldn't, but I do. I do. All right, Rue, I, I got <laughs> I to gotta go check out this church. And I start tugging Rue back towards the bell tower. Is that okay with you, Rue? Rue is, is a very resistant. You kind of have to drag her. <laughs> she, she lays on her side and you just start to drag her through the dirt. <laughs> I imagine your collar's like a harness because that's way cuter in my head and your arms are just... Yeah, she has to wear a harness. Also, she actually does have a harness. Yeah. (laughs) That's very cute. Uh, I go back and I just straight pick up Rue and walk back (laughs) towards the... Oh, uh, oh, hold on one second. No. Are you serious right now? I'm going to fight you. Yeah. You take three Yeah, yeah. Yeah, turn left. Okay. Bye. Okay, yeah, uh... Um, <laughs> Billy Joe, Cap, and Kit are about to be here. I'm about to be there. <laughs> Stop it! Uh, I he mean, thinks he's being funny. No, yep. I, I think I'm being realistic. Billy Joe, Cap, and Kit are about to be here. <laughs> so they're they're about an hour, uh, an hour away. Um, they're not okay. going to Disney World with us. We can only get three people in at a time. Cap gets himself in. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, what the everyone will be there between one and two hours. Are you, are you really calling them? I mean, that was Bill. He called me. That's my crew. I <laughs> am having a hard time differentiating between real life and this game. No, that's my that's my crew. I got my crew's about to roll up, <laughs> and we're all going to have have a good time at Disney. I thought you were going to say we're all going to have barbecue. Is that a move? Do you? Yes, my move that I took from leveling up was crew. <laughs> from the crooked playbook when i which i have a crew of three to four people that will do almost anything for me actually <laughs> it doesn't even say almost i think it says pretty much anything for me <laughs> um ryan you're standing there on your phone just finishing up your call and and uh you switch mm-hmm. apps out and go back to pokemon go looking around and you kind of turn around trying to get a better signal and you are face to face with a little boy He's got curly black hair and just kind of noticeably old clothes. Hey, dude. What? What are you playing? Pokemon. I know y'all got this. You get it? I don't have a phone, but... Oh, good on your parents. Uh, yeah, I guess. Lots of other kids have phones. I want a phone. Hey, can I Can I ask you something? Yeah. What's up? Are you guys monster hunters? Do what? <laughs> He he holds up a comic book, and you can see on it there's a female police officer and a man in a suit and a man who looks halfway between an alligator <laughs> or a crocodile. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you guys are walking around asking a lot of questions, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a monster here. Can I... Can I help? Uh, where do you live, dude? I, I live in the town, but but I think I can help. And you see he kind of slides down his arm. He's holding a, a hammer. Okay. <laughs> no, no, sir. Uh, Ian, you, you walk up with Rue as you see Ryan speaking to this, like, eight-year-old boy with a hammer in his hand. I start barking. <laughs> I don't like children. 
Rue specifically doesn't like children. Brian, are you pissing off kids with hammers? <laughs> I don't know why this fucking kid has a hammer. Sorry, kid. Earmuffs. <laughs> my my mom says that all the time. It's okay. <laughs> Does she go to this church? Sometimes she mostly just drops me off here and Peter watches me. Well, that's fucking terrible. Yeah, it kind of is. Anyway, are you guys going to find the monster or... Uh, am I on my own? Oh, God. What What are you talking about, dude? Uh, Something's been you... taking the other kids. It's just like the comic book. What's What's your name? My name's Oswald. Oswald, what can you... Why do you think that there's a monster around here? Well, the kids are going missing, and there's a lot of creepy noises around the church. It's just like the comic books. The, the monster takes somebody, and then the heroes come and fight the monster and save the day. That's you guys, right? I mean... I'm here to help, but these are just my my friends. I don't really. I mean, I don't. I don't know that there were monster hunters. That's kind of a crazy thing to say out loud. Well, then I guess I have to do it myself if you guys aren't going to help me. There's there's lots of other tools in the tool shed. I can. I think there's a saw or something. I can go get it. No, no, no. Look, Oswald, are you about to saw this monster? Have you ever used a saw? I bet you haven't used a saw, have you? No, no, I haven't. I saw that Saw movie one time. My mom left it on. Just just leave this to us, Oswald. We'll take care of it. Um, have you seen anything? Uh, I was I was here when when Miss Miffy went missing. Uh, her and Peter were in the bell tower, and then I, I heard the bell, and I heard a really weird noise, and then I heard Miffy screaming. But I I was getting ready for small group, and I was I wasn't with them. Oswald, when is your mom picking you up? Not. Not till later. I'm I'm here all day. Peter's gonna watch me. Peter's watching me and Jack today. Peter was with Miffy when she was taken. Yeah, they they both went up to the bell tower. I think uh, lots of kids like to ring the bell on the hour. So I think I think he was just showing her how. Ian, have you met this fucking hmm. Peter dude? I have. He told me that some of the kids go into the bell tower. He didn't tell me he was around when Miffy went missing. Yeah, well, I think there's some pretty fucking questionable things that we have to have about Peter that we'll <laughs> talk about later. Yeah, I would like to go meet Peter. As you say this, it becomes two o'clock and the bell starts to chime. It's loud. Uh, Rue, you're having a little hard time. It's just ringing in your ears loud as hell. Um, you all kind of take a moment. You're not used to it. Oswald doesn't even flinch. He's here just about every day. But at the end of the bell, you hear a scream. It sounds almost inhuman come from the top of the bell tower. I run to the car and I grab my I grab my breastplate and my crossbow. <laughs> your breastplate and your crossbow? Yeah, if there's screaming, I'm afraid that the monster has shown his face. And since I'm still green around the gills... If I um, see Ian grabbing a crossbow, I'm definitely going to grab my big stick. <laughs> it sounds like everybody's acting under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair. Rue, what are you doing? I want to sniff Oswald real quick. Okay, you can... In, are you reading a bad situation or something? Uh, no, I wanted right? to investigate him. Okay, so you can stay down here with Oswald and investigate him. The other two are going to run to their weapons and then run into the church. Rue's not... Not really good with stairs. Yeah, that makes sense. I got an 11. You got an 11 mm -hmm. on Act Under Pressure. What about you, Ian? I rolled a 6. <laughs> okay. So, what's your investigative mystery roll, Catherine? 
I too rolled a six. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he smells mm-hmm. like chicken nuggies because <laughs> he's an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> I think I'm going to use luck here instead of take the failure. I think I am very concerned about these kids, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want one to go missing during my time here. When you spend a luck, something goes wrong for your sect, an ill-advised project, or a disastrous operation. It might be your fault. Cool. That's fine. It's a one-shot. So you can use your luck. So you get a twelve. Ryan, you get an 11, so you both do what you set out to do. So how are you Are you grabbing your weapons from the car quickly, uh, putting a breastplate on? You both, I think, run to the car without looking at each other and then just kind of give each other strange looks as you're, like, suiting up <laughs> with weaponry. Um, kind of like, are, are we doing this? What, what do you think? Uh, are you guys going through the front door? How are you getting up to the bell tower? Uh, yeah, whatever door is attached. Oh, is the bell tower... You have to go into the church to get to it? You have to go into the church to get to the stairs to it. There is a um, small shed next to it, so, like, climbing could happen, but you'd have to be pretty skilled to climb up from the outside. Ooh, I really don't want to run through the front of this church with my shit on. So, you were investigating a mystery. What did you roll again for me? A six. You start to sniff Oswald, kind of sniffing up his pant leg to his hammer, and he looks down at you and says, you don't... You don't have to stay like that. I I saw you change just like just like the guy in the comic. I'm just gonna bark at him. Ruff ruff. <laughs> a, a nice bark, not like a, a an alert bark, just a rough rough. Uh he says, suit yourself and uh starts running kinda towards the bell tower on the outside with his hammer. Well, I wanna follow the kid then. Ian, hold on. Where's Katie at? I I don't know where Katie is, but we got to get in there. I want to be on the opposite side of a building that Katie is. What? Like, we're not on the same side of the building. I want to be out of her sight. Yeah, you guys are all in the front now, and depending on how you're running into this church. I think I'm going to try and climb the shed, because I don't want to go through the main chamber with my breastplate on. (laughs) Okay, okay, fuck it. I grab Ian and I fly up there. (laughs) What? Can you fly? Yes, I can. You take pride? God damn it. I told you I have secret Dragon Ball Z training. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So what move allows you to fly? Flying. And all that move says is (laughs) you can fly. It's a monstrous move. You, with your two with your two level ups, you took a crew from the cricket and fly from and the monster. I could fly. <laughs> so it doesn't say anything about you being able to pick someone up. Yeah, no, it doesn't. So, so that would be a thing. But yeah, just the move is flight, and all it says is you can fly. <laughs> well, this since you gave me an act under pressure to run in. We can use that one for you getting your weapons together in a timely manner, but I want another act under pressure if you're going to try to lift an unknowing bystander and fly with him. (laughs) That's a nine. Sweet. Uh, So, I'm going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, (laughs) or a price to pay. Uh So, I'll say that you can either... You can fly up there with Ian, but it's going to be kind of a slow fly. You're not used to flying with two people. It's going to be more of like a... So here's my question for it, uh, if you would give me that. For the worst outcome, sure. could I just get Ian onto the shed? Yeah, I would say you, you can... the shed's like halfway up there, and I'm just kind of like, oh, God, fuck, all right. Never <laughs> well, I got you up here. Okay, worst outcome, you can get him halfway up. Um, 
hard choice, you can realize you're going slow and drop in, or a price to pay, his crossbow can go off as you startle him. I think I just want to get him like halfway up, which I think would just be putting him on the shed and then be like, well, well, this was anticlimactic. <laughs> but now you're on the shed. <laughs> anticlimactic? Dude, you can fly. That's that's Shut crazy. The fuck up. Katie doesn't know. <laughs> Ian, you hear the familiar voice of Peter. He's kind of yelling from the bell tower. He says, no, not not again. So yeah, I would just fly right up there with my big old stick in hand. I look like a fucked up Grim Reaper in a Tommy Bahama. Uh, you see Ryan start to fly up on his own to the top of the bell tower. The bell tower is about three stories up. He's almost there. Uh, Rue and Oswald are running behind the bell tower. And Oswald is just trying to look and see what's up there. And he looks down at you and says, can you... Can you get up there? Can you see? Can you see what's going on? You need to help them if you can. And he's just yelling at Rue. I can't fucking fly. I'm not. <laughs> Wait, did Rue just say that? <laughs> he goes, <laughs> I knew you could change. <laughs> now get up there and help. Okay, I'm going to run because I have preternatural speed. So that means I take one ongoing. Where are you running? Um, I'm going to run up to the bell tower. Okay. Um, you are already standing in front of the bell tower. You look up. It's about three stories tall. It's open at the top. Can I run? Up a wall? No. No. <laughs> this, on the stairs? Uh, yeah, you'd have to go in through the church. Oh, well, I want to go in through the church. Okay. And are you just a corgi at this point? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. Uh, just roll me an act under pressure real quick. Continuing to be her least convenient form. <laughs> yeah. Short legs, man. Real short fucking no, legs. Rue is so fast. That's why I took the speed move. Because she's so fast. Um, that is a nine. Okay. So I'm going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. The steps um, are a little bit bigger than normal size steps, and I just tumble down. <laughs> you run through, you run up to the front stairs, uh, leaving Oswald behind. As you do, you run through the legs of a uniformed police officer who's walking in the front door. He actually is opening the door enough for you to make it through as you wouldn't be able to open the door on your own as a dog. He kind of gets startled and your price to pay could be taking some harm as he kind of steps on you, Rue, as you come through. A hard choice is, I would say, you... I think your hard choice would be, do you really want to leave Oswald alone? Um, knowing that children are being taken, or do you want to run up these stairs, leaving him behind? And your worst outcome would be just getting up the stairs, but you'd get up them slowly as you are a short-ass dog. <laughs> I guess I'll stay with Oswald then. I turn around, I go through the door, and then I come back out the door, because that's what Rue does all the time. <laughs> and as you do, you see this police officer uh, running in, and he starts having a conversation with uh, the pastor. But uh, you're on your way out and back to Oswald. So, Ryan, or I guess let's see what Ian does as he's on the thing, and then we'll get to you, Ryan. So you're halfway up. Is there anything I can climb up onto, like a window or anything? Um, I'll give you, like, a uh, a trellis. You can get, like, 80s movie on the side. Um, we'll say there's kind of an old trellis leading up the side, uh, probably planted by the same person who did the community garden. It's got some flowers on it. Is there a way in? Like, is there any fruitful outcome here? Uh, if you climb up, the top of the bell tower is open to the outside. Oh, great. Then, yes, I will attempt to climb up. Okay, uh, go ahead and act under pressure again. This time it is a 10. Okay, uh, so 
you do what you set out to do, right? That's what mm-hmm. act under pressure is. Yeah, you do what you set out to do. So you make your way up. Uh, Ryan is a little bit ahead of you. So Ryan, as you get up to the top, uh, let me. I guess I'll tell you what you see, and then I'm going to have you read a bad situation. You're kind of flying outside. You haven't entered into the bell tower yet. Uh, you do see the um, teenager with the church hat that was speaking to Ian earlier. His back is kind of up against a wall, and he looks kind of beat up. And this bell is just swaying back and forth, and you can see a dark shape behind the bell. And I want you to read a bad situation. Okay. Uh, well, that's going to be a six. Okay. So you fly up here, and your immediate reaction is to check on Peter. You are uh, worried he might be bleeding out, and you need to check on him immediately to make sure he's not about to die. That's really the most important thing to you right now as you fly up here. Ian, uh, you make your way up to the top, kind of your last hand getting onto the, uh, where it cuts open for the bell tower to be in the open air. And you pull yourself up right next to Peter and he's laying with his back against the wall. His shirt is ripped and he's pointing to the other side of the bell. Do you also want to read a bad situation? Uh, yes. Cool. And I rolled an eight. Wonderful. So that's hold one. What's my best way in best way out? Are there dangers I haven't noticed. What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victim? I'm going to go, what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay. Um, You see that Peter is pointing um, to something that must have attacked him. And you think the best way to protect him is to get up in there and between him and whatever it is who tore his shirt. Peter, why didn't you tell me you were here when Miffy got taken? Now's not really the time, Ian. There's... There's some sort of monster over there. Something, something's got Jack. Okay. Oh, he's got Jack. Oh my God. Okay. And I get, I get in there and wedge myself in between the boy and whatever shadowy thing is there. Okay. So this uh, bell slows down, ringing, and comes to a halt. And Ryan, are you stepping into the area as well? Oh yeah. Okay, so you both see underneath the bell, you guys can't really see past it, but you see underneath the bell these gray, brown, almost black bipedal feet. They're covered in hair, but you can't see around the bell. You just see these large padded feet. So it's on the other side of the bell or in the bell? It's on the other side. Uh, You guys are on one side with um, Peter and on the other side. What if it was the bell? (laughs) (laughs) The bell's eating children. Okay, Ryan, let's 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 flank this thing. Holy shit, dude. He's real. He's fucking real. I knew it. I've been selling everyone for so goddamn long. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling everyone this for so fucking long. What are you talking about? Look at his face, dude. You see this begin to shift behind the other side and you just hear this slow guttural hiss. As oh, it starts yeah, I, guess pace. Uh, I guess we'll, uh, st- oh, that doesn't sound, all right, let's go. Yeah, you go left, I'll go right. Good call, I'm left-handed, I always go left. <laughs> and then I go around the bell to the right side, ho- hoping to see it. So you guys quickly go to the left and right side of the bell, and as you get to the other side, you both see each other, and there's nothing in between you. Fuck. Run back to the other side real quick, I think you might have hopped over there. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I'm looking desperately for this thing. Uh, so you guys hear a a scream and kind of a yelp. And as you come across the other side, you see Peter hanging on to the side 
slipping off his hands. He's about to fall off the edge of the bell tower, and you see this mass, this shadow jumping from the bell tower down onto the workshop. Rue and Oswald, you are looking around the back, and you just hear this crash and kind of a scream as something collides with the top of the workshop ahead of you. You've got a hanging boy about to fall, and something has landed on top of the workshop. What is everyone's immediate reaction? I'll grab the dude and pull him up. Just give me a quick act under pressure. That's going to be an eight. You have a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Um, Which, you know what? I'll probably regret it. I think I'm going to use a luck on this one just because I feel like that's a... I just want to get the kid in the room. Yeah, you want to pull him up? That's yeah, fine. Uh, like, I feel like that's, a feel like that's pretty. I feel like that's pretty important. And uh, yeah, my luck, bad things. Oh, one of them's real bad. Let's see. Uh, I know you've got a cool one. You spend a luck. My two are you can't save everyone and hosts of monsters. Oh, so, good. So I don't really have that good of situations going down here. No, that's fine. Um, you are <laughs> able to. Pull Peter up, but you know that um, you've now wasted enough time where you can't save Jack. You know that whatever this beast is took Jack, and you have decided to save Peter instead. Okay. Ian? So when he when he pulls Jack in, I immediately go and look out and over the window or wall or what whatever and point my crossbow out, hoping to see the beast. Excellent. Um, I think you and Rue slash Katie kind of see this at the same time. As you look over with your crossbow looking through the scope, you see that whatever this was has dented the top of the workshop pretty greatly. Um, Just these two large footprints cracking through the roof. And now it has jumped into the parking lot and you both see about a four or five foot tall bipedal rabbit. (laughs) Its eyes and fangs are about twice as large as they should be. And its ears are longer than half of its body length. And they're floppy with long hairs cascading out of them. Uh, Rue, from down there, you can see that it has this muscular gray skin with tight corded muscles. There's fine white patchy hair all over its body. And its back feet are just gigantic and have these large jagged claws. As it jumps down, it turns to you, Rue, and you can see that in its arms is a young boy, and it's going to start to make its way running towards the street. Thank you for listening to Shrimp and Crits. Don't worry, it's not just me this time. I've brought all of my friends with me. Hello! Hello! (laughs) (laughs) They got rid of Ian and they hired a Muppet instead! (laughs) (laughs) April Fools, I'm still here. I'm still here. (laughs) That was my April Fools joke. That was the whole joke. (laughs) That was was it. it. Um... We're pretty social people. We're on the Instagrams. Hell yeah. And the Twitter Hell and yeah. the TikTok at Shrimp and Crits. We have a coffee slash Ko-Fi. 
I, I believe it's Ko-Fi. It is ko-fi.com slash shrimp and crits. Yeah, if you, you know, no pressure, no obligation, but if you enjoy the show and you want to help us kind of curve some of the costs uh, that go into producing a podcast, you can help us out there. Yeah. As always, we want to thank you for listening. I don't think I said that before. Sharing in our chaotic energy. Hey, you know what else helps us out a lot? You. I'm talking to you, that person right there listening, you. Me? If you haven't given us just the, a, a good little review. A review? A click on those iTunes or whatever you listen. How do I do that? Just click on that highest point you can click on. The fourth one? No, the fifth one. Spotify doesn't do reviews. I, I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> I love this bit. I love it so much. Spotify doesn't let you review or, or rate, but you can follow us. Subscribe to us, like us, and review us wherever you can. Anywhere. Anywhere. Download other apps just to follow Bathroom us. stalls. We don't care. If you want a sticker, we'll send it to you. You can put it on whatever bathroom stall you want. Also, don't spend too much time in bathroom stalls, because no one likes that guy. I'm looking at you, Ari. <laughs> we have a clip for you today from one of our favorites, Dungeons and Pop. 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 You can find them on Twitter, at Dungeons Pop. If you live in the South, it's Dungeons Coke. And <laughs> if you live in the West, it's Dungeons Soda. <laughs> That's good. That's a really good That's game. the worst joke <laughs> that's I've a ever pretty funny joke, Ryan. <laughs> no, that's actually pretty funny. I've ever said. <laughs> There's sort of a variety show podcast where they'll play different one-shots and shorter campaigns of different games just to give you a little taste of everything. Little taste of everything. Here it goes. Here, here's their good, good promo. In a world with many podcasts, pilfering dungeons and slaying dragons, there is one where heroes come in many shapes and sizes. Small and large, guests and regulars. Their challenges vary from world to world as it touches many realms. From a world reaching the breaking point. To another where adventurers find the attitude to claim the power inside and save the day. To yet another where fiction has breached the walls of reality. Dungeons and Pop is a tabletop variety podcast which showcases pop culture in formats both in-game and out as we strive to not be your typical D&D. We utilize a number of third-party supplements and homebrews such as lasers and liches for D&D. We release alternating arcs and segments every Wednesday morning and can be found at dungeonsandpop.podbean.com and on the Cast Junkie Discord server. Since this is a special April Fool's episode, we do have our next canon episode coming out on Monday, April 5th. So we will see you then. Uh, stick around at the end of the episode. Me and Catherine have a very special dedication for this episode. Yup, yup. Thank you again for listening. Now let's get back to the rest of the episode. Ian, you can take a shot at this. What's the range on your crossbow? Crossbow is close. Okay, so you probably can't shoot it from here as you're about three stories up from it. All right, then I will leap. 
I'll leap out the window. Uh, would I? Br- do I think I would break my legs if I jump onto the shed? Yeah, you're about uh, a story and a half above, so unless you did something incredible. Then I'm going to try to um, kind of like... The way I climbed up, I'm going to kind of try to climb down, but climb down, almost like slide down, like using whatever vines or trellis that I use to climb up to slow my fall going Get down, down as fast as you can? Yeah. That sounds like a cool move. You should roll cool. Um, I could help out. Sure. If, uh, if, I, if I've reached that point, I don't know how the timing works here. But if Yeah, I, how would you help if, out? If I've saved the dude, I can just kind of grab him. And, like, lower him down. Don't bother. I rolled a three. (laughs) I don't want to help out. (laughs) Okay. Are you going to keep that three, my friend? Yeah, I really want to get this kid, though. I'm going to use... I'm going to use a luck. Okay. So, you jump, trying to grab the trellis, but you really don't. And you're falling towards the roof that's already been dented in by this beast. And you just go straight through the roof. You land kind of comically on these big packages of sod that are just laying in the workshop and you you're un, unharmed uh you stand up and you see all these gardening tools around you uh hose and whatnot but you uh you wake up you stand up unharmed on these uh bags of manure basically now i'm in am i in a place now where i can <laughs> take a shot at this thing uh yeah i would say kind of the impact of you coming through the door or coming through the ceiling blows the front two kind of farmhouse doors open <laughs> to this Amazing. workshop and you see the fluffy tail end of this beast running just at inhuman speeds towards the road. Uh, Katie, you following this come around as well and are standing near the doors watching this beast run towards the street. I have a question. I have an answer. Can I use magic or does it have to specifically say on your sheet that you can use magic? Uh, you can use magic, man. Yeah, like you- I can just make up something. So I could have like, well, there's specific things. Anyone can use magic. It matters yeah. if you are good at using magic or not. Uh, well, my weird is plus three, so... Damn. Yeah, like, I just use, realized. you would use magic for things. Like, that's the cool thing about this game is you don't ask anyone, like, you know, what skill you have or anything. It's like, ev- anyone can use all these things. It's just a yeah. matter oh, of... Oh, I didn't like, realize that. It's just a matter of, like, you're not good at doing these things. Is there, like, a spell list, or do you just literally... If you go to page 106 in the book or pull up the Use Magic, there's a list of effects you can do. Oh, I see. Okay. That's what I was looking at. Well, what you see now ahead of you is a bipedal rabbit with a child in its hand running towards the road. I would like to use magic to try to trap this specific monster. Okay. How are you going to do that? What does that look like? I'm going to... (laughs) Still Rue. I'm going to run angrily up at this... Rabbit. Okay. Not too close. Not too close. And roll your magic. Maybe Rue's eyes glow. No, it's the one. It's maybe oh, yeah, the blind her, eye. It's, it's her magic. one blind oh, eye. <laughs> and it starts glowing. That's horrifying. I think that's perfect. All right. It's her Raiden eye. That is an 11. Awesome. Um, so unused magic. And 11 is. Works without issue. Choose your effect. To trap the monster. Sure. All right, so Rue, Katie, you your eye starts to glow and you bark this incantation and out of the ground of this parking lot these roots start to break through the concrete and wrap around this beast's back right foot and as they do it stops moving 
but it's such a strong jerk because it's moving so fast that he launches the boy into the road and there is oncoming traffic. Ooh. God damn it. You see you see Jack hit hard in the road and roll a couple times, but he is not moving. What do you do? I'm going to use my speed, which means I go much faster than normal people. And you're going to run towards him? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to need an act under pressure. Um, Ryan, you come flying down and land next to Ian as he's stepping out of this workshop, um, aiming forward with his crossbow at this beast who is trapped one foot in the ground. Katie, what'd you get on act under pressure? I got a six, so I'm going to spend a luck point. Sure. Okay, so you do what you set out to do. Um, Ian and Ryan, what are you two doing? I'd like to shoot this thing. Okay. Ryan, what would you like to do? Uh, after Ian shoots, I will I will see to see if... I mean, I'll okay. watch to see if Ian shoots this thing. All right, Ian, roll me a kick some ass. <coughs> 11, 13. Hey. Okay. okay, so you can choose one extra effect. What's that going to be? This is exciting. <laughs> 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 I'm going to inflict terrible harm. Try and get a leg up on this thing. Okay, so what does your crossbow typically do? Uh, two. Okay, and you are going to add an additional one? Correct. Excellent. So, um, you both see, and Katie, you are running past this beast. Um, as you do, it kind of turns at you, and you see these twice the size of they should be milky gray eyes as this rabbit just turns its head towards you, ears flopping, and it tries to bite at you with these just massive teeth it has. As it's bringing its head towards you, foot still stuck in the ground, a crossbow bolt just digs right into its shoulder, kind of knocking it out of its way, and you're able to jump past it as it clamps down its teeth. Uh, And you make it just in time to jack, but as a corgi, you're not going to be able to lift him up on your own. The car is still headed your way. Ryan, what are you going to do? I'm Dragon Ball Zing, flying just like straight towards that area with my so like weapon out you're flying straight at it yeah no that's not like what not like weapon out i'm gonna like slap actually yeah no i'd probably just be weapon out just stab in the back okay roman kicks mask what uh, you have long what are the tags on your weapon so i have staff blade heavy long (laughs) okay so Romeo kicks some ass. So yeah, that's plus three harm, I think. If you hit. And that is an eight plus two, so that's a ten. You are able to kick some ass, and you need to choose one extra effect. I think I want to inflict terrible harm. That seems to be the mode of operation, uh, whatever, right, you know, mode of operandi. No, I think I want to gain advantage and take plus one forward. So you do how much harm? Three. Yeah, three harm. Wonderful. So you fly forward, um, jamming your rat killer. Is that what you call it? What do you call it? It's my snake killer. (laughs) Your snake killer. Just kind of into its ribs. Um, As you do, it screams. Um, It sounds almost like a child, but it, it makes your ears hurt, and it is just piercing through. You notice the doors to the church open at this point, and you see... Uh, an old man you think is the pastor and a uniformed police officer standing on the stairs. Uh, you kind of turn with your rat killer stabbed into this bipedal rabbit and just look at Snake them. Killer. Snake killer. Uh, into this bipedal rabbit and you just stare at them. Uh, Catherine, what are you doing? A car is about to collide with you and Jack. Um, I would like to use magic again. Okay. 
um, to try to. Wouldn't it be <laughs> hilarious if I summoned Dale and then he was also a monster? I want anyway. you to. I want you to. Know, I'm not torn useful, between though. taking fly or torn between taking shapeshifter. Oh my god! I'm, I'm using shapeshifter, so you can't. <laughs> I would like to do one thing that is beyond human limitations, which. I would assume is beyond both dog and human limitations. And you're going to try to drag young Jack? Off the road, yes. Which way? Are you trying to drag him towards the church or towards the garden? Away from the monsters toward the garden? I think realistically whatever is closest. Okay, um, right now because of how he landed and rolled, he's closer to the garden. Okay, then yeah, that's fine. Alright, uh, you're trying to use magic, so roll your weird. And you have an extra plus one. And you and have I, an extra plus one. It's an eight. Okay. Uh, if you get a seven and nine, it's a mixed success. So I need you to pick a glitch. I would take one harm. Okay. Um, I think that's most realistic. Perfect. So you summon all of your canine strength, <laughs> grabbing Jack's collar and pulling him off to the side of the road. As you do, you, with your sweet little toe beans, wash through some of the broken glass from the car accident the night before, and uh, you're going to take one harm to your sweet feet. But you are able to pull Jack to the other side of the road. And I think as you do that, since that's another magical effect, the roots around this rabbit's feet begin to recede, and it's able to pull itself out. And with that, it is going to bite down on, uh, I want to say Ray Ray, sorry, Ryan, is that a thing I can do? Can I, can I just attack? Can I attack as a monster? I can do that, right? I can kick some ass? Is that a thing? You don't have to hit me, right? Um, the general way of monsters attacking is kick some ass, but you can do a keeper move to... Yeah, and because my attack is quick, that means it usually goes first. One of the tags for my attacks is quick. Cool. So... Um, now that now that its foot is loose, actually, Ryan, it's going to bring up that large foot with a jagged claw and just hit you across, and it does uh, two harm against uh, you. It's one harm because I'm wearing my Tommy Bahama, which gives me plus one armor. <laughs> Your secret order, Tommy Bahamas. <laughs> I love that. Um, so this rabbit takes a swipe at you and starts to move its way towards the other side, towards the uh, garden, and you just hear from the front stairs, what the fuck come from the pastor <laughs> as Ian, you turn and you see the pastor standing with this police officer. The police officer instinctually grabs for his uh, sidearm and starts moving down the stairs following the rabbit. Well, I guess this cat's out of the bag. Um, <laughs> no, it's a bunny. <laughs> I'm going to make chase, but I'm going to go get my axe because I feel like I need it. Okay, so you're trying to move quick to your car to get the axe. Um, let's roll act under pressure and then run across the street. Are those the two things you're trying to achieve? Yes, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So roll me an act under pressure real quick. Ooh, 10. Awesome. So you run towards the car, um, ready to open one of the secret compartments, but you're kind of stopped by Oswald, and he's standing there and he's holding your axe for you, and he hands it to you. says, go get the monster. Holy shit. Thanks, Oswald. <laughs> Don't mention it. And he kind of tosses his hammer trying to catch it, but it drops to the ground, almost hitting his foot. 
don't, be careful with that hammer, kid. And I run for the run, run after it. Yeah. So it is a great deal faster than you, um, Ryan. You're kind of reeling, holding your side from this cut, and you see Ian start to run towards you, heading, following the rabbit. Are you also going to follow? Um. I mean, yeah. So how how far away did this rabbit get from me? Uh, it's just like right now, halfway across the road. It's it's fast. Yeah, I'll just I want to f- just fly right over the road and just try to swipe down at it. I want to try to hit it right here. Okay, so uh, you're gonna do that, and Katie, you see, um, Jack is still alive. He's breathing. He's kind of cut up, but he's still alive. And you see this large hair just bounding towards you. What are you gonna do, Ryan? You can kick some ass. Ooh, I didn't kick ass. <laughs> can okay. I? I would like to read a bad situation and see how hurt he is. I love that. So, what'd you get, Ryan? Oh, I, my friend, I got a five. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I got a five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me let me see your roll a bad situation, Katie. It is an eleven. Okay, so you can hold three. Uh, you have the list ahead of you. What's the best way to protect the victims? I mean, obviously, kill the hair, right? Is that too? Right now, as it's bounding at you, um, if it is coming for Jack, the best way to protect it is to cover Jack, put yourself in between, or pull him even further out of the way. But this thing is on a mission running straight at you. You can't tell if it's coming for you or Jack right now, but the best way to protect him is just put yourself in between. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? A danger to you you right now is you see that uniform officer running towards Ian and Ryan uh, with his pistol drawn. Why is he running at them and not the crazy hair? He's, he's running in the same direction. Um, and another danger that you notice is as Ryan is flying across the road, you don't have a chance to tell him as an 18-wheeler clips him out of the air doing three harm to you as you just get ragdolled onto the road. God damn it. Um, I'm still okay. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Can I use what's my best way out as like more like where's the best place to, I guess, hide or get Jack away? Uh, Yeah, you could pull him into the corn. You could pull him... Uh, behind some of those big root vegetables. Uh, it's going to be kind of hard to do as a dog. Again, last yeah. time was a use of magic. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and transform back. Wonderful. In front of God and everybody. Yep, God and, and everyone. There's cars passing. It's far enough away. Yeah, everyone's probably busy watching Ryan, who was flying, get hit by an 18-wheeler. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I'm not quite unstable. That's fine. Yeah, so I'm going to pick up Jack and run. The only bad thing is I'm not quite as fast, but... That's fine. Where are you running? Um, to the corn. Ian, you make it to the road just in time as the rabbit is getting into the garden. You see Katie uh, in human form running with the boy in her arms into the corn. Uh, you pass Ryan kind of lying on the side of the road. I think Katie and Jack have made their way into... The corn and the rabbit seems to be running towards the corn as well. He really wants this little boy. He do. As I run towards it, I want to look at kind of its wounds where we have hurt it and kind of try and determine how we can hurt it via how we have been hurting and how that's been affecting it. So I think I'm going to roll investigate a mystery if it's okay. Yeah. And I rolled a seven. 
Barely. Okay, so you can hold one. I'm going to say what can hurt it. Okay, uh, so you see uh, your crossbow bolt, bolt is still within it, and it is actively bleeding from that wound, as well as the wound Ryan gave it with the snake killer. You know that it does seem to be pretty tough just naturally, not magically by any means. It's just made of corded muscle, and it didn't seem too affected by your hit. It did pierced the skin and did make it bleed. Ryan's was a little stronger and it did scream out. You think something that can slow it down is probably best or something that can affect its large flopping ears. Uh, the weakest point to you, you think, would be how sensitive its ears would be. Hmm. Oh, I have an idea. I'm about to chop one of these fuckers' ears off. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you take that last look at it as you stand next to Ryan at the edge of this garden, and you both watch as Katie, Jack, and the rabbit disappear into the corn. Oh, and I saw Katie? You saw Katie holding Jack. Coming across the road from the church is this uniformed officer. You see his name tag, it says Cobb on it. And he is headed across the road towards you with his gun pointed down. It's not pointed at either of you. Hold it right there. What What the fuck was that? Uh, it looked to be uh, a pretty large rabbit. Is, <laughs> is, there a, is there a convention in town? Is that a crossbow? There's no manipulate someone on that. That was a big rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, yeah, this is a crossbow. There's no convention, just... Uh, a, just a big ass rabbit that I would like to uh, stop from taking any more kids in this town. Well, let's head into the corn. He steps in front of you, just kind of gun pointed forward, walking towards the corn. Officer, I I honestly don't think that's a great idea. And who are you? My name is Ian. <laughs> Ian, I'm Officer Cobb, and I'll take it from here. I really didn't want to go into the corn, but I also don't <laughs> want name's Officer Cobb Officer to get hurt. Cobb. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's fine, Ian. This man is core. <laughs> He's the real monster. All right, Officer Cobb, I guess we're going into the corn. And then I'm, I follow behind him. Ryan, are you following behind as well? Yeah, I'm just getting up and grabbing my knee, just like, God damn it. And I just kind of move a little bit, just pop it and just like all right i'm good but i am flying over the corn <laughs> i was gonna say ryan you can fly above us and tell us where there's movement and That's tell us true. which direction yeah i'm flying over the corn mostly looking for crop circles can i since i am technically like a shapeshifter am i still able to do magic just as myself yeah yeah okay definitely you're running now through the corn, holding Jack, who's about eight to ten years old, in your arms. He's he's bleeding all over you, and you cannot tell if you're being chased by something. You hear thump, 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 but nothing around you. It is wall-to-wall corn. What do you do? I would like to try to make like a, almost like a protective little bubble, like a shield, to bar a place from a specific creature what place are you trying to bar just literally like a little cage around us because i don't know where he's gonna come from hmm okay um i think you should roll use magic roll weird is that a thing bar a place or portal from a specific person or type of creature that's crazy and it's an open space so it's kind of hard to well 
It's pretty close. Oh, You're in a corn field. Oh, God. That's not great. That's a seven. Okay. So mixed success. Um, mixed. Yeah. So I was afraid, though. It was only. It works in perfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. So the effect is obviously the bubble, mm-hmm. the bar, barring in place. Mm. <laughs> All of these are horrible. <laughs> I definitely don't want it to draw immediate unwelcome attention because that sounds scary. Um, I'll do the effect as weakened. Okay. So you create this bubble around you. How are you casting spells as Katie? Um, she pulls out her switch. <laughs> no. I guess just with my hands. Okay, so you using these somatic components of your spell make these gestures in the air. To do that, you'd have to put Jack down on the ground kind of by your feet. Mm-hmm. And you are able to create this bubble, but it's only around Jack, not yourself. Okay. So you are open to the elements. You do that, and you just hear quiet around you in this corn. Ryan, you're going to fly over? Yeah, I'm flying over the corn, just full Grim Reaper status, just holding my big stick. Jesus Christ. In my glorious-looking Tommy Bahama. (laughs) Okay, so what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to investigate a mystery to see where it went or read a bad situation? Yeah, I think I... I I think I'm just looking for it. Okay, so, so investigate a mystery, mystery, right? Yeah. Yes, and uh, Ian, you're walking <laughs> with Officer Cobb, just kind of slowly through this cornfield. What are you doing to try to navigate? Ooh, baby. I think I was just kind of relying on Ryan. On Ryan, okay. yeah. Let's see what you got for investigating yeah, a mystery, Ryan. Eleven. Investigate a Excellent. mystery. So you hold two. Uh, I'm gonna go with where did it go? Okay. So you kind of take off running, shaking yourself off from this eighteen wheeler and take to the skies. Um you wait till Ian and the officer go into the corn to try not to out yourself to this officer, but as you're flying up you look down and you see Oswald just staring at you, giving you a I told you so, kind of face. (laughs) And you fly over, and you are able to see a trail being cut through this corn by something faster even than you've seen Katie run in rue form. It's low to the ground, so you can't really see the beast itself uh, because it's just moving the corn. You'd have to get very close to do that. But you see Katie as well with her hands over Jack in kind of a small area where they're pushing down corn. You can see them and you see this beast running in their direction. But as it's about maybe 50 feet away, just mid run, it stops. The corn goes still. Okay. And uh, my second hold will be, what can it do? Well, you've seen how fast it is and how much it can jump and land. Um, You know that it has preternatural speed and strength it kicked you with those uh you know it's strong enough to hold a person and is it didn't kill jack so it's not just a beast here to murder it's and children are going missing so you assume it's taking them somewhere does that answer your question yeah yeah no it does okay ryan do you see it (coughs) Uh, i saw it and I will actually fly. Fly. Uh, do I see? Do I see? Um, 
I know we're not supposed to ask questions, but I see I see Katie. Yep. Right? Like in It stopped about fifty feet away from Katie. Yeah, I'll fly down to them. Okay, so you land um and next and to I Katie. Feel like we have to have just a long conversation that we'll have later. <laughs> yeah, you land down kind of startling Katie, uh pushing down more of this cone corn you can see her with her hands just creating this magical bubble around jack on the ground who's just he's bleeding he's alive he seems to be stable but he's not reacting to you landing maybe he's in shock what the fuck yeah you turn into my dog we'll talk later (laughs) i've been trying to make you watch dragon ball z for years now (laughs) ian you are with officer cub heading straight uh, in the direction you hear Ryan and Katie, what are you doing? Okay, I'm going to pull out my um, my big axe, which has a single thick bass guitar string running down the length of it. And I am going to strum it. And let's see, I'm going to attempt to use magic. Okay. How so? Um, there's nothing that perfectly fits what I'm trying to do here. Um, I guess just do something beyond human limitations might work. I don't know. You might just have to either allow this or not. Yeah. yeah. So what are you trying to do? I essentially want to use magic to make the bass string make a sound that's very similar in magnitude to the bell in the bell tower. Are you trying to... Are you trying to magically echolocate this thing, or are you trying to... So when I was observing it, I noticed its big floppy ears and noticed that that was maybe a sensitive point. So I'm trying to make a sound that's so loud that it bothers the rabbit and either harms it or or draws it to me. Excellent. Um, So roll your use magic. All right, that is an 11. Excellent. So your magic works without issues. Uh, so everybody can hear just this wave of sound. Ryan and Katie, you're kind of shaken by this deep bass chord as it ripples through you. Um, Ian, as you do this, Officer Cobb just kind of looks you up and down. First of all, wondering, again, why you have all these ancient weapons, uh, just kind of raising an eyebrow at you. And you do this, you make this sound. Um, I would say you're probably about 25 feet from where Ryan and Katie are, not that you know exactly how close you are, but you feel something move in the ground beneath you as you do this. Oh, shit. Away from your direction, kind of going past you under your legs, and you hear the same scream that let out when Ryan used its snake killer against this rabbit. You hear it come out, but it's echoed. And it's coming from about 25 feet behind you. So it moved away from us? It moved away from you when you made this noise. Yeah. But you hear an echoed howl coming from about 25 feet away from you. Yeah, I think I'm just going to kind of call to everyone, guys, we need to get out of this out of this corn. We need to get back to the church where we can we can kind of mount a defense. We, we need to—it has the advantages in here because it's fast— and we can't see it. You know, you've you've got a point. Uh, Officer Cobb says, uh, I saw I saw what it did getting across the street, and I've never seen something move that fast. We can uh, head on back to the church and see what Cotton has to say, if you want. God, his name's Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> did the others hear me? I was kind of trying to co- talk to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're close enough by that they could hear you. And you guys can meet. If you walk the same direction at each other, uh, Katie, if you feel good enough to drop your bubble. Yeah. 
And I will pick up Jack again, since Ryan seems a little hurt. You guys are fine to make it across the street and into the church. Uh, Officer Cobb is leading the way and opens the doors, letting you all in. Uh, Katie, I would think you would go in first with Jack, just kind of laying him on one of the pews. Mm -hmm. Um, And you all see, as you walk in, uh, Pastor Cotton, he runs up to Officer Cobb and hugs him and kisses him. (gasps) Oh. Uh, did you did you find Miffy? Did you find any of the other chi- children? What what happened to Jack? I saw that beast. We don't know where the other children went, but if we can stop this thing, maybe we can maybe we can find its hideout later. But right now, we need to stop it from taking any more kids and kill it. What do you do? You need anything from me? Uh, Pastor Cotton says. I think we need to account for all of the kids and try to lure this thing into the bell tower. I don't think it likes loud sounds. If we if we can get it to come after us in the bell tower, we can use the bell uh to distract it to um to slow it down enough to where we can attack it. That's a I think that's a great idea. Have have any of y'all seen Jack? We've got Jack. I uh, I mean, sorry. Have any of y'all seen Peter? Oh shit. No, where, where did, is he? Where did, where Peter, the hell did go? Peter go? He he didn't come back in. I thought he was with y'all. I spent a luck point on Peter. He better be here. <laughs> Where's Oswald? Uh, yeah, you guys look around the room and you do not see Peter or Oswald. Um, Pastor Cotton Cobb has not seen either of them in some time. God damn it. Okay. All right. Well, at this rate, any single one of those people with context clues could be this giant rabbit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not true. <laughs> I think... I think I'm going to have Roger stay here with me just in case the beast comes back. But you're all welcome to use the the bell tower and please find find Peter. I can't I can't run this church without Peter. He leads the small groups. Okay, you guys protect yourselves and call out if you if it comes after you. I don't think it will, but I think we should take Oswald and get into the bell tower. Oswald, do you still have that hammer? That's uh, he he is not here. Yeah, he's Oswald. And Peter are not here. Oh shit! Where? <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys anyway. and Pastor Cobb have not seen Oswald. Last time you saw him, he handed you uh, your axe. If I go outside and look around the parking lot, do I see him anywhere out there? You look around and you see by your car, um, just as the wind picks up, his comic book laying on the ground, and the wind is kind of turning the pages. Okay. Um, oh. I am going to walk out the door and transform into Rue again. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. <laughs> and I say that as Rue. <laughs> Christ, that's terrifying. Wait, Katie was Rue? <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I hate everything about this. <laughs> um, so I, I got a little bit of Oswald's scent earlier. Can I try to smell for him? Yeah, uh, you can try. What are you going to roll? Are you trying to investigate? I think investigate. Yeah, okay. investigate. That is a 10. Okay, that's a whole two. Where did it go as in Oswald? Uh, so you go down and you sniff his comic book on the ground. And you kind of get one of those scent trails heading across the street into the corn. God. 
<laughs> Rue saying, God damn it. Um, what happened here? As in, did he go there on his own or was he taken? No, on this side of the street, you can't, you can't tell anything other than there wasn't a clear sign of struggle. Uh, he must have just headed in maybe after you guys into the corn. God damn it. He probably gave up on Jack and went for Oswald instead. And it's our goddamn fault. Well, Tyler's gone, too. Who's Tyler? Who's Tyler? Peter! No. Who's Tyler? <laughs> Tyler! And Jimmy and Johnny and Sarah and all those kids down by the well? Wait, is this, what's that, Katie? Is Oswald in the well? Is Oswald in the corn? What's that, girl? What's that, girl? Um, I think... That I would run back to the corn. Yeah, uh, you guys see Katie disregarding all plans of action and just running back across the street. All right, I follow. Ryan, I need you to fly above us and tell us if you see movement heading our way. That's a good plan. Okay. No. <laughs> um, That's a Ryan joke. It's corn. Oh, my oh God. that's funny. I get okay. it. Um, so, Katie, you're first across the street, followed by Ian. Um, no 18-wheelers to hit you or anything like that. You guys make it across the street. Uh, Katie, are you trying to follow a path of Oswald's smell or of the rabbit? What are you thinking? Of, of his smell, Oswald. Okay. Um, That's why I turned. I think you can do that uh, with Ian following you just fine. You've already got the smell. Um, you guys head into the corn, leaving the church, the pastor, and the police officer behind. Katie, you're following this scent trail, and you see you see footprints, both of a large hare and of a small boy, leading into the corn, and you follow them until you reach a hole in the ground. It is a dug-out burrow, uh, large enough that a person could fit through in the corn. It's surrounded by some matted-down stalks of corn. Ryan, you can see that from above as you're flying. Nothing seems to be coming at them, but you see this patch of corn that is matted down and Rue and Ian standing above a large hole. Um... And there's nothing else to see. Like, I don't see the path going on anymore. It just kind of... There, there isn't a path, um, but Katie, you can see that the footprints do end at this hole. I mean, we got to go in there, right? Um, I can't see very well in the dark. <laughs> Do we have a flashlight? <laughs> Could I spin my, my fortunes hold to have a useful object ready and have a flashlight on me? Yeah, sure. I think you... Do you, you have any sort of bag on you? He has cargo shorts on. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my phone in Canon. I talked to Billy and phone flashlights like, a little while ago. Pitch black. So, Ian, you reach into your cargo shorts looking for anything that can help you, and you find two um, headlamps. Not like miner's headlamps, but the little elastic ones that you can put on and have light in front of you. Nice. Uh, here, take, take one of these, Rue. I mean, Katie, what do I call you? <laughs> Either one is fine. Or you can call me Katie Rue. I don't even know at this point, dude. I hate it. <laughs> Ryan, I'm sorry I don't have a headlamp for you. No, that's fine. I got my phone. <laughs> I, I, I'm on a... 20%. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm still on 36%. So Yeah, I was about to say, your phone's probably pretty close to going after all that Pokemon Go. The flashlight's going to kill it. 
And Googling barbecue joints. I'm on mm. 36. Excellent. So are we heading into the borough? Yeah. Could I read a bad yeah. situation before? Yeah, sure. All right. I don't like this. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I rolled a seven. Okay, so hold one. I'm just going to say what are, are... Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? The dangers you haven't noticed, um, as you enter in, the the burrow is tight. Um, it's tight and it's dark, and you are unsure if this roof can hold up, if there were to be any shaking or... Even loud noises, you're unsure <laughs> if you won't get buried alive. All right, guys, it looks like we're just going to have to brute force this thing. I can't use that sound magic again in here. It'll collapse the tunnel. I don't like this, but we, I feel like this is where the kids are. We have to we have to save them. Bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> Last Which way is the way? You found a clue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will let um katie lead and i'll have my axe kind of even over her since she's much shorter small. than me yeah and she can fit I'll in your like, space small creature ryan watch our rear make sure nothing sneaks up on us yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so he's got his phone light out watching your rear as you guys head uh, forward i'm not actually uh, using the flashlight i'm just like oh god <laughs> <my phone. laughs> so dumb Jesus Christ. I'm I'm getting low on battery and Bill and them are trying to find me. So I need oh, to be oh on the phone. God. Yeah, so you guys head in uh Rue first, followed by Ian and Ryan. Uh you guys kinda have to hunch down as you go in, but as you move further, it does start to open up and you're able to stand up almost straight. Uh Rue, you are following these footprints deeper into the burrow. It is pitch black and there's just roots and rocks and dirt holding the walls together every couple of steps a little bit of dirt drops from the ceiling kind of onto you as you're walking and you shake it off wiggling your little dog butt (laughs) but the deeper you go you start to hear almost a drip of water coming from up ahead and as you guys move forward in the darkness you can see in front of you the ground is actually broken out broken through metal and you can see down into a sewer line beneath you. The footprints seem to stop at this sewer hole. God damn it. So are we close quarters to a point where, like, yeah. there's no standing next to each other? No, yeah, you guys definitely can't stand yeah, next to each other. It's single file. file. Okay. Yeah. What's in... I mean, do we see anything in the sewer? Uh, no, you look down with your headlamps and you see what you assume to be a short level of water, maybe a few inches on the ground, but it's just kind of the top of a sewer line blown out that you could fit your body through. It's not rushing water or anything, but you look down and you see still water. Oh, Rue is an excellent swimmer. Katie, are you getting any indication with your nose of which direction in the sewer they might have gone? Can I investigate? Sure. That is a 12. Awesome. So hold two. Where did it go? Uh, So you see the hair footprints leading towards this hole in the ground. Um, You can't see footprints in the water, and the smells does start to trail off with the water. It's hard to follow, but your best guess is that it went down through this hole into the sewer. Is there like a left or right, or is it just like we need to go into the hole to find out? You have to go into the hole. You can see that it extends in both directions. Okay. You just can't see which way they go from up here. I guess what, if anything, is being concealed here? You think what is being concealed here is a 
entrance to something, maybe a nest, but it's an easy way for these beasts to get where they need to go through the sewers. Well, the good news is the sewer is a more stable (laughs) area, so we could just blast the noise in the sewer and see what happens. True. Let's do that. All right, I'm going to go first into the hole. All right, so uh, you guys can hop down. Uh, Rue, as you land, it's kind of up to your chin, the water, and it's it's gross. It's 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 gray gray water. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, Yeah, it's just about up to your mouth. Ian lands behind, and it's just about to the top of your, uh, right above your ankle. Same with you, Ryan, as you land in. And -hmm. it's just this still gray water. Um, you guys look ahead of you. There is a tunnel leading forward, and behind you is kind of a downspout with some sewage just slowly dripping out of it. All right, I'm going to try my loud sound. Okay. Roll your magic again. Yep. Ooh, this time I roll a three. That's not great. Ian, kill this. Okay, I would say that... Are you going to keep that, or are you going to use a luck? Um, I've already used two luck. I feel like if this were a long-term thing, I wouldn't want to keep doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you lose control of your magic. This never ends well. (laughs) You make this noise, and it sends ripples down this uh, tunnel, this sewage tunnel. You hear a scream come out, but it echoes so badly that you cannot quite tell other than straight ahead where it's coming from. You hear the scream of the beast, but you also hear the scream of a child. And that is all you know from your magic misfiring right now. So we still can't tell which direction it came from. There's only one direction you can go, and you haven't oh. gone into the darkness far enough to really see what's up ahead. Well, maybe going, little Tyler's winning. <laughs> well, can I make the argument that even though I can't really smell anything, like a, tra- a trail down here, can I tell which direction the sound's coming from because of my big old ears? Sure, do you still have a... I think you still have a hold. Did you ask all the questions that you had? Oh, I don't... Oh, no, I asked both. You did? Yeah. I said, where did it go and, and what's being concealed? Why don't you read a bad situation? That's another 12. Okay. That's a hold three. Um, what's the best way in? Okay. Uh, I think you would instinctually just start running towards the direction. Is that right? Yeah. And you move forward, kind of slogging through this gray water and come to a left and the right intersection You hear another scream, and you know exactly where to go. You make your way left, heading down the tunnel, Ian and Ryan following behind. Is there another hold you want to use? Um, I'm going to preemptively ask, what's our best way out? Um, The only way out you've seen is the way you came, as well as that down chute that is dripping sewage that you just were by, by the same hole. Okay. Um... What's the best way to protect the victims? The best way to protect the victims is to kill the monster. (laughs) Let's do that. I had a feeling that was coming. Okay. So you make your way down following these sounds. Uh, You guys pass through almost what is a grate. It's kind of like a barred gate that is open. And you kind of jump over it, Rue, with your uh, Westminster agility. (laughs) Ian and Ryan following behind. Uh, Ryan, are you flying or are you running? 
Um, how tall are the walls here? Uh, they're a little bit taller than you. You could float above the water if you wanted. It's a big open sewer. I don't know how real sewers work, but I've walked through some sewers. Uh, I mean, I'd <laughs> probably, actually, I'd probably be running. It's gonna maybe heal Ryan, but I don't think I can heal Ryan. I mean, if you... If you want to stop and use magic, you can. If you take wanna, a Take a moment and try to heal one of his harms? If you want to do that, that'd be real cool. Okay, I'm gonna... Try. I'm gonna lick you. Gross. <laughs> Wait, where are you hurt? Depends on where you're hurt. I got hit by a truck, so I <laughs> yeah. think it's my back. It's okay. his bones? I need, I need a good back I'm gonna, massage. I'm gonna <laughs> put a little sludgy paw on your back. Gross. <laughs> and try real hard. That is fantastic. I can't math though. Hold on, that's a thirteen. <laughs> All right, so uh, you twelve. Do you... Giving me mixed <laughs> mixed feelings your, here. Your magic works without issue. So Ryan, you heal one harm. All right. As Rue massages your back with her little biscuits. <laughs> My little sludgy biscuits. So Rue, you make your way through these tunnels and. You eventually find another blown-out wall that you can make your way through, leading into a dirt burrow. I'm going to go in. Okay. Same. Followed by Ian and Ryan, you head in, and this burrow goes on for a few yards, and then it opens up into a large chamber of dirt and roots and rock. And as you move your headlight back and forth, you can see these football-shaped rocks on the ground. There's at least a dozen of them just kind of in lines in the dirt here. What do you three do? I guess I'll check out the rocks, investigate a mystery. Yeah, you uh, walk forward in the middle of these rocks, and you can see just with your light that they're about the size of the football. They're kind of embedded into the dirt, and they are vibrantly colored and decorated. Pinks and blues and greens, these are... Yeah, they look like uh, Easter eggs. Yeah, I think uh, I'm just standing, like, kind of guard. Like, I'm standing near Ian, just kind of ready to hit something. Like, just kind of keeping a lookout. Um, they're not child size, are they? No, no, they're about football size. Oh, God! <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Are they Are they real? Is there, like, There's little... There's one way to find out. Little monster bunnies in there. Yeah, I think I'm pretty pissed at these rabbits. I think I'm going to smash their eggs. Oh, shoot. That was uh, yeah. rude. Kick some oh, ass. Shoot. Ryan, will you join me? Oh, Kick yeah, some ass, no. guys. I, I fucking just start fucking hitting the shit out of these goddamn eggs. Mine could have been better, could have been worse. That is a eight. Mine was a three. <laughs> these were a lot of threes. Okay. Well, let's see. An eight is... I think they do harm to me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. somehow these eggs hurt me. And then a three is you suffer harm, get captured, or but don't inflict harm back. Wonderful. So, Ryan, you smash one of these eggs with your snake killer, and as it shatters open, you see this wet fetal rabbit. Uh, it's unmoving and it's on the ground in front of you and you smash one or two more and it's the same. In kind of all of this hullabaloo, you smashing these eggs, you don't notice as out of one of the far burrows, this shadow runs towards you. Again, 
scraping you with these claws, and I need you to take two harm. Oh, shit. All right, well, I take one, but yeah, yep, I'm, uh, I'm right back to where I was. Good thing I healed just. I'm not quite unstable. Ian, you lift up your axe to attack these eggs, as you see Ryan doing before he gets attacked. And from behind, you are knocked forward. You take two harm as well, and you look up to see a hair, but it is quite larger than the one you saw before. Uh, mm. Almost looks to be perhaps pregnant. <gasps> oh, we're in an alien situation. This is aliens. <laughs> this is the queen hair. <laughs> I am barking incessantly and very loudly. <laughs> Yeah, what do you do, Katie? I'm trying to hurt them with my bark. So there are two in the room now, um, but you assume to be the smaller male and the larger female. Are you trying to use magic to thaumaturgy your bark? <laughs> As Ian thaumaturgies his base? Yeah, I think so. Okay, go ahead. That is an 11. Wow, that's wonderful. Uh, so you... Your magic works without issues. So you bark. The biggest bork. The biggest bork. And it shakes this room around you. Some dirt falling off the ceiling. You see the larger rabbit kind of fall to its side, almost stunned, just reeling as its ears just shake and twitch. The smaller one runs out the entrance that you all came in. Does it technically inflict harm on them or was it just to be loud? The... Effect that you've gained, you've stunned okay, the larger one and made the smaller one run. Um, can I do, uh, I'm gonna call it a bork and bite. Can I bite the stunned one that's on the ground? So I want to go first to Ryan, who got swiped but is still okay. up. Bork and bite. Ryan, you get swiped by this smaller male, and almost immediately after you get swiped, you drop down to one knee, and you hear this bork, and you see it run out the way you came. Uh, the entrance is blocked by this larger female rabbit kind of reeling on the ground. What do you do? Uh, no, I'm just going to fucking hit like as soon as I possibly can. Like I'm holding my big my big thing. Yeah, gross. And yeah, and I'm just trying <laughs> kick some to, ass. I'm just trying to kick some ass. Um so the the one that hit me got away before I could hit like Yeah, Katie scared it away. You you did your harm on the eggs and it took harm on you because of your okay. main success. Yeah, I'm gonna try to hit this this one on the ground. That is gonna be an Eight plus two, that's a ten. Awesome. So on a ten plus, you choose one extra effect. Okay. I think I want to force them where I want them. Okay. What are you thinking? To kind of, like... So I'm trying to put in perspective, like, how big this one on the ground is. So this one standing up, it's only about five and a half feet tall standing up. But it is thicker. So I want to pin it on the ground by its neck. You know what I mean? Okay. Like so it the, is already on the ground, so you're just going to continue to hold it there? I would think that's like the the thinnest part of it. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to keep it on the ground. Yeah, so you are able to. It is reeling. First of all, what's your harm do? Uh, that's plus three. Are you jabbing it with the sharp side and then kind of using the blunt side to hold it down? No, I think I'm laying it all across. You know what I mean? No, tell me. How do you mean? Well, yeah, so I would 
snag it with the sharp side, just like get a good hit in, and then I just lay it like it's a long weapon. Yeah. So I want to lay it across its neck. It's already kind of reeling from this barking that is still going on. And Rue, you see as Ryan comes up and just stabs his snake killer into it, holding it down on the ground. Ian, you stand up and you can take this opportunity. What do you do? Uh, Yeah, I'm no bullshit. I'm just going to swing my big axe into its stomach. And I rolled a uh, seven plus two is nine. Wonderful. So a nine on kick some ass is a mixed success. Can yes. I roll? Can I uh, do a help out on that? Sure. Is that a thing? Just I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm in the situation where I can do that. Yeah. Roll a help out. Okay. Roll plus cool. I hope this doesn't <laughs> suck. That's a seven plus two, so that's a nine. So that's a mixed success on help out. Okay, so on a 7 to 9, your help grants them plus 1 to the roll, making yours a 10, Ian. Nice. But you also exposed yourself to trouble or danger. So, Ian, what is your extra effect on Kicks and Mess, and how much harm do you do? I'm going to do terrible harm. I do 3 harm with my axe, plus 1 for the terrible harm, and then something I forgot with the crossbow attack earlier... My One of my moves is Ancient Fighting Arts. When using an old-fashioned weapon, you inflict plus one harm and get plus one whenever you roll protect someone. So okay. I do a whopping five. Five harm. That's huge. Uh, you cut into the gut of this large rabbit, just splitting it almost into opening up its large stomach, and it lets out a howl louder, louder than anything that you have heard. And this howl kind of, it stops Rue from barking and also shakes this dirt room so heavily that some of the loose dirt above gives way. And Ryan, you are going to take two harm as rocks fall on you from above. Okay. So I take one. Do I take any harm? But I am definitely in the unstable category. And you do not take harm because this creature is still stunned from... Okay. Rue. Awesome. Uh, and Katie, it is your turn. You are currently barking, uh, but you know that between you and this rabbit screaming that the roof cannot take much more. Okay, I'm going to s- stop barking. Love it. Um, and I'm going to run up and bite the bunny Ryan. on the <laughs> ear. Oh, rough. The uh, kick some ass. That's an eight. Okay. On an eight, you inflict harm and suffer harm from whatever you're fighting. So you bite onto this rabbit's ear. Um, it howls out in pain. How much do you do harm-wise? Four. With your bite? Damn, girl. So you bite into this rabbit, and it howls. You start to shake your head like Rue would, almost ripping this ear completely off. Um, but as you do, it whips its head, pulling your entire body towards itself, and it takes a bite out of you, and it does four harm. Oh, God. So this is intimate, and this is messy, so it pulls you in close, and you can all see blood just start to spray from Rue. God damn it. Ryan, um... At this rate, I freak out in so many ways. (laughs) Yeah, so Ryan, you freak out in so many ways, what do you do? I put this thing in the center of its head. The rat, the the snake charmer? <laughs> snake killer. Yeah, roll kick some ass. Yeah. Spend a luck. Spend yeah, that's a, that's going to be a seven, but I think I spend a luck on it. So, yeah, that's 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 two no, no bueno things I got going for me. Otherwise, we all die. And you're the chosen 
Yeah. Yeah, whenever you mark off a point of luck, the keeper will throw something from your fate at you. So as you stab your snake killer into the head of this rabbit, you feel its life leave its body, and you are the champion today. (gasps) The champion! The room kind of goes silent as you all look, and you see Ryan with his snake killer just embedded into this rabbit's skull. (laughs) What do you three do? Bark, bark! Good job, Ryan. Can I... How hurt is Ryan? I don't know. Ryan, how hurt are you? Very hurt. I've got four harm. Well, I'm more hurt than you. Can I kind of start licking my wounds and heal a little bit? Yeah, you can roll plus weird. Fuck me. What'd you roll, Katie? Does anyone want to help me? I can help you, yeah. Pet me, Ian. Pet what do you me. roll, Katie? I rolled yeah. a five, and that's plus oh. three, so that's snake eyes. My help outs give plus two instead of plus one, so mm. I'm going to help you out. I can get you up to a seven. Does it do that automatically, or do you have to roll? I have to roll. Okay. So it's helping hand. Whenever you successfully help out another hunter, they get plus two instead of plus one. So I'll roll plus cool. Awesome. And I rolled a ten. Woo. Awesome. So on a 10, you grant them plus two to their roll. So, Katie, you have a seven on use magic, so you get to pick one glitch. <laughs> Maybe take one harm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it has a problematic side effect. Okay. So you heal one harm, and you just are kind of glowing after you do this magic. There's just a radiance coming off of you, just kind of casting this dim light within five feet of you. You're just a golden glowing corgi right now. <laughs> Problematic. That sounds like a great thing. <laughs> sure. Definitely. Do we see any of the kids? Anything? Do you do not. Not in this room. Uh, there is a small burrow hole on the far wall and the other burrow hole out the way you came. And which one did the other rabbit go through? The way you came. I'm going to go through the smaller burrow hole. Okay, you stick your head through, kind of get your shoulders through, and it is a short, crouched walk through this burrow. And as you make your way through, you smell viscera. You smell death. And you exit into a bigger hole that has kind of a hay floor. And there are just piles of clothing and bones. And there's one fresh leg sticking out of a purple converse. God damn it. I start whimpering. (laughs) You kind of somberly make your way back into the egg room to Ryan and Katie. Guys, we're not going to find any of the kids that have already been taken. We might be able to save Oswald or Peter, but we're not saving Miffy. Don't go in there. It's it's a lot. We've got to find this fucking rabbit and kill it. I... I've been on my way to Disney World. I had some barbecue. I'm in vacation mode. I'm wearing a goddamn Tommy Bahama. And this shitty fucking rabbit's not going to fuck that up. All right. What do you three do? And so Ryan storms out. All right. Ryan storms out of the burrow back towards the sewer. I wouldn't leave without smashing the rest of the eggs. Okay. If we haven't smashed them all already. No, yeah. You guys can go through and finish what's left of the eggs and then head back out into the sewers. Yeah. I'd like to investigate a mystery and see if I can tell where the other bunny went. Which direction? Sure. Roll investigate a mystery. It's a seven. Okay. That's a hold one. Where did it go? So as you exit out of the burrow and into the sewer, you can see 
the water still kind of rippling in the direction you came from, the way that leads to the above ground. And with your canine ears, you can hear actually the rattling of chains coming from the way you came. I start a running, a flopping through the, the gross. Yeah. So you guys following Rue? Yeah. Oh, I was already storming out. Yeah, yeah. She kind of runs past you with her uh, pretty natural speed, um, and Ian catches up to you as he doesn't have a heavy weapon to bear him down. Or is your axe heavy? It is probably. Yeah, it's heavy. Okay. So yeah, you both kind of are a little bit behind Katie. And the first thing you see, Katie, is you round a corner. You're back at that gate that was open previously, and right now it is closed, and there is a chain with a lock on it, and the lock is facing out towards the direction you need to go. It's not facing towards you. It it seems you are locked in. Uh, You guys meet her at that gate. Uh, She can't get past it as it's locked. I hit the shit out of it. So it's a gate, so it's got a slit in it, like slit in between. I'm just trying to just cut something into that gate your footfalls kind of splash as you get there um and as you lift up your snake smashers your snake killer you hear from the other side of the gate i'm gonna need you to go ahead and put that down if you know what's good for you and you guys look forward and standing on the other side of the gate holding a handgun in your direction is peter god damn it I wasted a luck on you, Peter. Go ahead and put it down, or you're going to have a whole mess of holes in you. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> Fuck you, Peter. Fuck you. Can you shapeshift to be small enough to go through the hole? The hole? <laughs> you know, you can shapeshift into anything, technically. What do you three do? Oh, shit. I am going... Can I shapeshift into a fucking bee and sting him? <laughs> Wait, what's a, what's a bug that flies and bites? What? Don't can I do... Because shapeshift, you can turn into any little beast. Oh, yeah. That's why I've been confused why you've been a corgi this entire time. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a bee. Awesome. As you change form, you hear a trigger drop and a bullet release from the handgun. And Ryan, you're going to take two harm as a bullet hits you right in the leg. Okay. Damn. I'm still chopping open this fence. I, I declared that. Okay, kick some ass. Yeah, I'm not stopping at that. The lock's on the other side of the fence. You're attacking the fence? Yeah, with, with this thin guy? Yeah, yeah, that shit can fit in between that lock. Yeah, let's try to break metal on metal. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, that's a seven plus two, so that's a nine. Okay, so you bring down your snake smasher. Um, you make a fair dent in this chain uh you miss the lock but you almost take a link out of the chain ahead of you and as you do that from behind you take a bite in your back as you ian see this rabbit sinking its teeth into ryan's shoulder ryan you take three harm uh if I see it in time, can I roll protect someone? Yeah, roll protect. If I'm using my, if I'm using old fashioned weapon, I get plus one to protect someone. Cool. Does this count? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I rolled a nine. Awesome. So you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. You hear the soft splashing of this rabbit's feet sneaking up on Ryan. Ryan stabs down on the chain, getting shot in the leg, and this rabbit's about to go for the kill shot, and you are able to put your axe in the way. Uh, It does bite down on your hand. You take two harm. 
it kind of gets more stuck on the axe than your hand, but you take two harm as you block this from Ryan. Uh, Katie, you are flying through this fence. Uh, he has lost sight of you now looking at Ryan. Uh, you hear him say, the hares need to feed, and you can't leave here alive. Can I use magic? I would like to use magic to jam his gun, mm. but I don't know. It's not necessarily listed on the effects. Yeah, and I think I've tried to do this before to inflict harm to an item. Yeah. Let's roll it. See what happens. I'm feeling frisky. It's late. <laughs> That's an eight. All right. So as an eight, it works in perfectly. Choose your glitch. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. Okay. No, I like that. Um, you are able to do this. He... Okay, you're a B. How are you casting this spell? <laughs> I think I will need you to shift out into either Rue form or Katie form to cast this spell. Yeah, I think I would turn back into... How old is Peter? Uh, probably around 17. How tall is he? I don't know. Your height? I don't know if I could take this kid. So do I have the same... Because I never said anything about having a big knife on my person's No, right we now. said it was in the car. Yeah, it's in the car. Yeah, so... As Katie, do I still have a bite that does four harm? You could Fuck turn yeah, you do. to the form you're supposed to have, which is a big corgi. A wear corgi? Yeah. I think as the monstrous, it doesn't really matter what form you're in. Yeah, and that still Get makes that as your weapon. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same four, and I, I I'm an easier shooting target that way because there's bigger, more of me. Well, are you jamming the gun or are you attacking? I'm definitely jamming the gun, so I will just turn back into normal size Rue. Okay, so you pop through this fence and turn into a corgi again. He kind of gets startled, um, but your eye starts to glow, and he points his gun at you, clicking. Um, He clicks a few more times, and you bark at him. As you bark at him, you see his eyes just kind of roll back. Peter's eyes, they roll back to the back of his head, and he drops on the ground in front of you. And standing behind him, you see Oswald with his hammer in hand. <gasps> and there's a bit of blood on the end of his hammer. Oswald! Hell yeah. <laughs> and Peter is knocked out at your feet and Oswald's feet on the other side of the fence. My little eight-year-old dude. <laughs> uh, Ian and Ryan, you have a the male hair ahead of you. I fly straight. I fly straight up. And you hit your head on the ceiling, which is about <laughs> a foot and a half what above you. you. Is is there a? You're in a sewer. We're still in the sewer. Yeah, uh-huh. you were uh, locked okay. in there. I'm sorry. I was I was picturing this incorrectly. Yeah, I was thinking we were in a field fence around. Sorry. No. That's so why, you, why wouldn't you climb the fence? Nope. Or why wouldn't you fly over the fence instead of yeah, striking it? If that's true. Because I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed and thinking quickly. You see Ian take this harm as he kind of saves you from getting bit by this rabbit. What do you do? Yeah, no, I just jab this fucker in the head. Yeah, roll kick some ass. This is probably still going to be bad. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kill Ryan. Ooh, it's not. It's not. That's a natural 10. Plus cool. Two. That's a 12. What extra effect would you like? I want to put him in the scorpion deathlock, which is just... I don't know I what that means. To- I want to put him where I want him. Okay. Where is that? Just grappled. All right. So which harm do you do? Plus three. Okay. So you stab into his shoulder and just kind of grab the end of your staff down by the blade and turn it in a way so that you're behind this rabbit with your staff up against its throat, holding its stomach out. Um, It is trying to kick you as you do that. So you're going to take two harm. 
as it's kicking back at you as you're holding it. So I'll take one harm. Yep. And Ian, you see ahead of you Ryan holding this rabbit. I'm going to kick some ass. Yep. Beat up Ryan. (laughs) Uh, That's an eight. Awesome. So you inflict harm and suffer harm from what you're fighting. Correct. How much harm do you do? Uh, Four, including my ancient fighting arts. Excellent. So you move towards this rabbit with your axe raised high about to swing and as you run towards it it takes just one last move against you and kicks you in the stomach for two harm uh you get knocked back pretty hard kind of catching yourself using your axe to stable yourself and make one more run at it um dodging its legs and you just put your axe in its belly ryan in your arms this goes limp so you are standing holding this dead rabbit's body Katie, you are on the other side with Oswald standing over a knocked out Peter. I'm going to handcuff. Where have you been holding handcuffs? With magical zip ties, okay. Let's try it. The one last roll of the night. Give me a use magic. Uh, ooh, that is an 11. Awesome. So with some barks and howls, uh, you all see just a magical set of zip ties come into appearance with Rue's glowing eyes staring at Peter. Um, Oswald is ecstatic. He goes into Peter's pocket and pulls out a key, unlocking the gate door, opening it for Ian and Ryan. I, I, I knew you were all monster hunters. Look, you did it. Look, kid, I mean, we didn't even know that the rest of us were monster hunters, so. Until right now. <laughs> Thanks for the backup, though. Good, good work, kid. I, to- I, I told you I'd do anything I could to help. I saw Peter acting weird and sneaking off into the corn, so I followed him. I high-five him with a little stumpy paw. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of do the high-five fist thing again. It's very awkward. (laughs) Good good looking out, my dude. I am now going to have to go to the first aid stop (laughs) once we get into Magic Kingdom. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I think an Arby's sandwich will fix you right up. (laughs) Is there anything else you guys want to do in here before I epilogue? Well, I'm good. Are you guys good? Yeah, I think so. Uh, So you guys make your way out, Katie holding Peter's uh, unconscious and detained body. Um, you guys get your way through the burrow. As you come out into the corn, it is uh, sunset, just about nighttime. You see a few police cars with their uh, cherries and berries on in the <laughs> parking lot of the church. As you come out of the corn, you see um, Pastor Cobb and his husband, uh, Officer Cobb, on the stairs just talking to other police officers. Um, they all turn as you exit the corn and uh, Ryan, you first thing you see is a um, you see like an SUV and Billy and Kit and myself <laughs> are all standing outside holding uh, to go barbecue, uh, just just waving as you run towards them into a sweet embrace with all of your friends. Um, we see Officer Cobb putting Peter in the back of a police car in normal handcuffs. We see Pastor Cobb speaking to Ian, going over everything that happened. And as we kind of zoom out, we see back into this burrow, going past all the destroyed eggs into the sleeping chamber where all the body parts are. And there is a slight shuffle under the bodies as you see one more Easter egg crack open and a small rabbit climb its way out. (laughs) God damn it.
This is Ryan and Katie here. Hey, dudes. Hello. Welcome to the end of our really fun... God damn it. <laughs> ...really cool special episode. Really fun episode, and now we're going to bring you all down. We we just wanted to give a good shout-out to our baby girl, Rue, who Catherine portrayed in this episode. Um, we recently had to say goodbye to Rucifer. On February 8th. Yeah, we had to we had to let Rue go. We did not realize that she was in any pain because in true Rue fashion, she was a diva up until the very end. And we did everything that we could to keep her. But it, it was just her time. Make sure that, you know, you hug your your fur babies tight and make sure you're I know it was you know, quarantine, and I know it's not our fault, but... Bring them to the vet. Yes, just bring them to the fucking vet. We should have caught on that something was wrong sooner, and we didn't, because she was just such a personality that we would have never known. And so we really wanted to dedicate this episode to her. I think it perfectly portrays her, her little attitude and everything we loved most about our baby. And I hope that... Katie's very strange, (laughs) very strange portrayal of her really just shows you how we felt about her and how she impacted our lives. So we dedicate this episode to Russo Odin Stroud. Our sweet baby girl. Our fur baby. We miss her. Also, 2021 can suck my dick. (laughs) It can suck it. There's the Borks.